0: Who am
1: I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walker couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is Are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on the CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW mm mm-hmm.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Pod.Skew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate. What's up, man?
1: What's up, dude?
0: Um, not much, man, dude. It's been a busy weekend, but everything's okay.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear it. I, uh, I'm tired. I've been doing a lot of yard work Yeah. here. So, um, like the past, this whole month, well, I mean, not August, but, like, July has been a lot of getting up and weed whacking and... And vegetation and sweeping and raking and well, shit. If, if
0: I recall, you have family coming in in town. That's part of it, right? Like,
1: we do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maxwell's parents are coming in as well as I believe Stephanie's mom. Oh, yeah. Offered. That's yeah. awesome.
0: I didn't realize they were coming. I knew Maxwell, but I didn't realize Steph's mom was coming.
1: Awesome. Well, well, not for the same you know, things. Well, sort no, of right. Be like, but
0: yeah. yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying, I still didn't realize she was coming into town. That's awesome. Um, yeah. well, we are here to, we decided today we were going to talk about the blade movies. Cause ironically, we've never talked about them. I and with the, the announcement of Mahershala Ali playing the blade reboot, you know, it's something we definitely want to talk about, but Um, before we get into that, I wanted to touch on, um, something I brought up last week, nothing bad, just refreshing, um, Fumes, the, the streamer from Facebook that I'm watching, because I've been primarily watching his, his streams VOD, because every time, even though he's live, it records it, and then you can go back and watch it at any time, and unfortunately, most of the time that he streams, I can't attend, because he starts at, like, 10 o'clock my time, Eastern, and it's like a Tuesday <laughs> I have to go to work and he right. streams for like four hours at a pop so it's you know he
1: streams like we, he streams like I talk
0: basically yeah, yeah um, okay. but I will, I will tell you that it did inspire me to um, even though I have a list of games I'm still working to replace to go get the game he's streaming so I actually mm-hmm. went and bought Super Mario Maker 2 for the Switch and now I'm playing that which it's a lot of fucking good yeah it's it's i'll have to try to find a way to show you someday because i know i can show you ps4 titles switch is harder to do so i don't know how we'll do that but anyway um so uh but yeah the whole point of bringing him up again is that i was watching him live yesterday because on saturdays he does like during the day streams so i was Mm -hmm. able to tune in and watch and with no provoking he brought up pot and really yeah 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 and you know he was asking because i had told him i was going to give him a shout out on the show which you know i did on the episode we released today and he brought it up and said yeah you know when is that coming out and he wasn't being shitty he was just more like hey so when's that coming out and ironically (laughs) as he said it, i was typing to tell him hey oh by the way your episode your shout out's coming out this week and as he said it so i said i ironically i was just gonna say that it's coming out this week and then he started talking about the show like hey guys if you like podcasts you should check out pod Askew, you know um and then he asked me via the the chat room to talk about like what the show's about and then you know what we what we how we consider it and whatever he goes he goes, you guys are kind of like Jay and and Bob, except that you both talk. And I said, well, yeah, I feel like we're more like Dante and Randall, to be honest with you. Like, I, you know, we we, we <laughs> probably are closer to those two than we are to Jay and Bob, you know.
1: I'd like to think of us as we are the best thing to describe us is that we're CJ and Rico. Well, of That's course, the, but he. Because really, there, there's no one who is really similar to us. I mean, no. yes, there there are. I mean. There's this quote that, um, uh, I think it's Adrian Brody, and he said, it's nice to be called the, ne- like, the next Al Pacino, but I always prefer to myself call myself the first Adrian Brody.
0: And that's fair, and we are the first Potescu, but I'm just saying that, like, because he had mentioned that we're inspired by Kevin Smith, so I think he was just trying to make a correlation. Like, I don't think sure. he was being, you know, because um, he, he said, you know, your, your logo <laughs> kind of looks like you know right.
1: yeah so um but I almost think we should borrow a quote from uh from uh, Holden and chasing Amy*. like yeah I like to think of myself as uh, Rosencrantz as uh, uh, uh Rosenccraz and gulden or whatever the <laughs> of the line
0: right is. I yeah I, I remember I know of what you speak but I don't remember the line but yeah so it was really cool fumes to give us a shout out on his stream on Saturday so if you look at the Saturday the 10th of August stream, we get a shout-out at, like, the three-hour mark. So, it was pretty cool. Um, I... Rico, I highly recommend you go check out his stream. I think, even if you just watch the VOD, I think you would actually enjoy watching him play some of these levels. Because the levels are crazy, but not, like, annoying, crazy, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm Like, I've seen him play a couple levels that he doesn't hang on too long, where he's like, this is just impossible. So he moves on. But...
1: You know, you you remind me of something. I went to a uh, a barbecue at Joel's yesterday. Oh yeah, you mentioned that before I went to work. So I got there earlier than it was supposed to start because I knew I had to leave around three forty five. You get to work at four. Right. I ended up being late, anyways. I called my boss and I said, "Hey, I'm with family. I'm you know going to be like twenty minutes late. I just don't get to see these people that often." and while i was, was he, there was he
0: good about it or? He,
1: yeah he was cool i mean i okay. said uh maybe i'll be there like 4:30 he's like 4:30 i'm like all right 4:20 <laughs> i was like okay that's
0: better it's <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> really okay he, he he could be a stick not he doesn't care if i'm late he's like i know you're gonna be here as long as you're here that's all i care about right if you're gonna be like an hour late let me know or if you're not gonna come at all let me know right right, but right. i i called him ahead of time just to make sure because sometimes you know he's got a life too he's got a wife sure. and shit so while i'm at joel's uh i'm with my my ne- <laughs> i'm with my nephews and you remember, they're like five, uh, they're six and four.
0: Six and four, if I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned that and, to me before.
1: And they have a, one of those new retro versions of an old system.
0: Oh, like the like the minis or whatever?
1: Like they have like the new, like they have a Sega, but not from when like, yes. like 80s, yeah. 90s Segas.
0: There's no... You don't plug a cartridge in; you just turn it on, and all the games are on the screen, right?
1: No, it has a cartridge, but I don't. It, I don't know. It, it looks like it was like they they're, they took like a cartridge which like with like a like hundred games or something.
0: Okay, then that's probably all right. No, uh, and I'm not saying anything bad about your 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 brother or his kids, but. There's a there's a movement now to put out a bunch of retro systems, and they're put out by the companies who made them, not like third parties. There's been third right. party systems that have like what you're describing for years, but now right. like Nintendo put out like the Nintendo Mini, and it's a Nintendo, right. and it's like this big, but it has games stored on, and they put out a Super Nintendo that way. I actually have that one, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega put out a Genesis, Sony put out a PlayStation 1, and I think there's a TurboGrafx-16 coming, um, Mm -hmm. which was a very cool system for those who have played it. But, um, anyway, so so I was wondering, it sounds like, though, it's, like, one of the third-party ones instead of the Sega one. It
1: it might be, but, like, it's called a Sega? It's not, like, called a Seva or something like that? No, 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 yeah,
0: it it wouldn't... It doesn't have some generic name, but it's not. I'm going to pull up a picture of the Sega one while you're.
1: Well, I only looked at it for a second, but the, the old, there's, this is like the playroom and my nephew is playing. Well, he, he's not even playing. He has Sega hooked up and he has, like, I saw the cartridge for Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. And then he, and then he brings up on the TV, YouTube to watch someone else play Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And my heart broke a little bit. Because I'm like, I get, as gamers, sometimes we want to take a break and watch someone else play. But my I was like, I want my nephew to fucking play the game, not watch someone else play the fucking game. If you yeah. to watch someone else play the game, at least have it be me. I'll play fucking, I'll play Sonic.
0: Well, yeah, that's because you were there. I mean there's a huge thing for watching people play though like and then for me to be honest with you like with the Super Mario maker watching fumes play has gotten me already better at the game and I've only had it for like four days do you know what I'm saying like because I watching him I learned a few tricks that when I started playing immediately that I would do because like you've played old Nintendo right you've played old Super Mario Brothers and whatever
1: yeah I had a super Nintendo
0: Okay, but did you ever, like, a Nintendo Nintendo? The old NES? I
1: I played it, but I didn't own it. I had a... uh, Super Nintendo. My cousin uh, Tracy had one. So I played Duck Hunt, and I played fucking the original Mario and shit. Okay.
0: So, because the game allows you to put any of those systems together. Like... You, you mm-hmm. can play an old. You can set the level in the old Super Mario Brothers. You can do Super Mario World from the Super Nintendo, or you can go all the way. You know, you can. The only one I think you can't do is you can't do the 3D ones. So Super Mario 64, the right. new ones for the Switch, but any of the side-scrolling ones except Super Mario Brothers 2, I believe, are the only ones you can't do. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, there's hidden blocks everywhere, like, hidden power-ups yeah. and stuff, and so, watching Fumes play this a few times through taught me to, like, at least check areas for power-ups and stuff, you know?
1: The the only thing that I really kind of watched, like, someone else play, and it's not even, it's really not even that, was there was that uh, game, Gary's Mod. I don't know that one. Gary's Mod is basically a movie maker or video game maker. Okay. And it gives you lots of options of figures and you you can manipulate the mouths and the sure. and the character's arms. So you like you take a regular character from like another video game usually. Like Sonic or then, somebody? Just to stay well, with... Sonic but like th- like or like even more I think the more frequent one I saw was like characters from Team Fortress. Or Team okay.
0: Fortress 2. Yeah yeah yeah. I know the game. And I'm then, not very familiar with that, but yeah.
1: And then he you like step by step, like almost stop motion anim- animation, you would move their legs to make them move one at a turn. Okay. And then you were gonna record that. And this YouTuber, and his screen name is, and I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna spell it out, Das Bullshit. But it <laughs> sounds like that's bullshit. Right. That's spelled like D-A-S and then B O and then S H I T T, I wanna say. Okay. And it's from there's a there's a the 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 guy Tourette's guy he once said bullshit and then that's Ah. how the guy got his fucking screen okay and he makes these these things called gmod idiot box and it's so fucking funny because he will just take video game characters and put in dialogue of commercials scenes from movies and then like tweak tweak it to make it ridiculously funny like I'm I'm describing it shitty. You guys are just gonna have to watch it. And this was something that like I was watching when I was you know in my teens and just laughing fucking hysterically because he'll take a thing like. uh, Do you ever see the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Like once, so I yeah. But you remember the like famous scene where he's like in a like McDonald's and oh yeah,
0: and he shoots his ceiling ultimately.
1: Yeah. So this guy. (laughs) did a whole segment where he took the audio and like put in video game characters to do like that scenario. And instead of like shooting at the ceiling for like a second, he had the arm go haywire, (laughs) shooting at everything in the fucking room. And then the Michael Douglas voice is Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Can I just have my, uh, I just have my lunch now. And then the camera pants to the clerk behind the register and his head's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm telling you, CJ, you have to watch, Fumes. I'll have to watch the I'll check it out, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what though, I'll G-mod go watch I- that
0: if you go watch Fumes, because you gotta watch him. Uh,
1: all right, alright, yeah. It's called Gmod Idiot Box. It's okay. so fucking funny. I will and, and you you might actually get the jokes more than me because it's like it goes right into video game culture. Right,
0: right. Well, that same thing with like wreck and Ralph. Like I know you like the movie, but I caught a lot more jokes because I'm a heavier gamer than you are. You know what I mean? Sure. Like or not heavier but deeper. Like you play a lot of games but you stay in like a one realm of
1: game where I kind of Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I and I definitely think I'm the heavier gamer.
0: Oh, I wasn't going there. But all right, um, <laughs> okay.
1: I, I can say that. You can't say that.
0: Well, and that's not even what I meant, though. But right. that's all right. Um, but yeah, it's it. So I just wanted to give Fumes a little more love because he definitely gave us some more love, and and um, I feel like I'm kind of helping him with this stream. Like I'm not the only one helping him, but he's definitely like asking me for advice and giving me some feedback, you know, and things like that. So. Yeah.
1: Well, fuck. At some point, we'll just have him come on. We'll call it Pot of Fumes.
0: Well, actually, yeah, that'd be fun. He, he We have actually talked about it. He wants to come on, and then what, what we're going to maybe do, whether you can join us or not, is I, I'll go right with him into his stream and uh-huh. be all, live audio on his stream with him while he's playing the game. So,
1: You know, I have a uh, another person who wants to come on.
0: Oh, yeah? Well. Should we announce it or...?
1: Well, we we could at least talk about it if he's okay. actually listening to the episodes like he's supposed to, then he could say, Oh yeah, I heard you say my name. Oh thing, <laughs> I I'm definitely interested. All right. Uh I got a I got a family friend who he wants he's known my he's the same age as my brother, so he's your age. Um his name is Dave Flores. And he's he's known my brother since they were like seven or something. He's okay. He's the same age. So he's older than me, but like we we also became very close and very close buddies. Um, at one point he was a tenant for my dad. So I got to see him all the time. This dude, um, uh, is a talented fucking musician. Oh, he just released his first album. Oh, nice. And he gave me a copy and I want, and I told him, I said, I'm going to listen to it and we're going to, we're going to plug it on the show. I haven't listened to it yet. So this is the plug. This is the pre plug for the plug. Pre plug plug. (laughs) Yes. So, but I, I figured we, we, uh, I'll somehow try and play it for you to listen to, or I'll have to maybe mail you the fucking disc or something.
0: What kind of music is it? Do you know?
1: I assume it's going to be uh, a mixture of bluesy uh, with a mixture of rock. He oh. he uh, plays a lot of piano and guitar. Okay. And his voice is reminiscent of like, like sort of like early Tom Waits.
0: Oh, like kind okay. of raspy yeah.
1: John Morrison, Jim yeah, yeah, Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. So he does that kind of twangy, and he loves to experiment. He's the type of guy who will not to say he does, but he would be the type of guy who'd be like, "I want to fucking just take some shrooms and play music and see what happens."
0: That sounds like the Black Crows. The Black Crows did that. Um, well, anyway.
1: Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a good dude.
0: Musically speaking, it sounds a little bit like OC. Have you heard OC's music?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got like five albums on on iTunes and stuff. So,
1: all right, well, uh, maybe we should uh, get them together.
0: That'd be interesting. Well, yeah, I think I think O.C. kind of disappeared on purpose. Like, I think he's okay. He just retreated to go spend time with his son or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him on uh, Twitter here and there, but I, I I did see a thing where he kind of made a post that was kind of alarming. Yeah, I then, saw that like, too. Other people were like, no, no, he's good. We reached out. He's good. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I saw that
0: too. So love to OC, which by the way, did you watch the trailer for the documentary about the painting thing? It's really good. Like I'm super excited about documentary now. Like I want to see it. So I'm really excited. Anyway, that said, are you ready to talk about Blade?
1: I was born ready, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So what we're going to talk about today,
1: I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth, people. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on Confidential and Toll-Free Helpline at 1-888-532-3500. It is...
0: You know, they announced not that long ago at Comic Con that they're going to reboot Blade with Maharshala Ali. My apologies if I said that wrong because I You're never doing get it. You're getting good wrong.
1: about that. You're getting it, dude.
0: Am I getting it? Okay, good. Yeah. Because I do. I look. I like him a lot as an actor, and I feel bad
1: that I keep fucking his name up so bad. You can't even abbreviate to like M Ali because it just sounds like Muhammad Ali. Right. It's just right. Fucking...
0: You know, and w- what else is it gonna be like, mash? <laughs> I mean, like, mash alley? Like, no, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I thought we should go back and look at the only blade we've ever known, really, and that's,
1: um, Wesley Snipes. Yes. Oh, wait, we're not talking about the sticky fingers one? The what? The sticky fingers?
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm, 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 I have no idea what you're talking about, little boy, but you touched my heart.
1: They <laughs> not for fucking nothing, but I'll do the Tracy Morgan. Okay. On the yeah, trip. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's that's really <laughs> kind of fair. I can't argue with that. Um, no, Sticky Fingers,
1: the fucking rapper. Oh, from English. um from Onyx. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. the Blade TV show. Well.
0: Uh... Okay, I was gonna bring that up. I don't know a lot about that show. I know it exists. I don't exists, think anybody but...
1: <laughs> does. I don't even think Sticky Fingers knows.
0: <laughs> um, I'm actually pulling it up on IMDb as we speak because I was kind of curious about it a little bit. We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it because, well, let's no be one, real. No we no one needs don't. To. Yeah, um, it didn't last very long, from what I understand.
1: It lasted, I think, a season.
0: Twelve episodes, so I don't even know if that constitutes a season, but
1: the average show will do a twelve episode season. That's God, pretty lo- much the average. Oh
0: wow, well, Sticky Fingers was actually blade. Like I know you That's, mentioned his name, but I didn't realize he was blade.
1: Well, who, who else would have been blade? Ain't like, I mean Wesley starts even I think he couldn't actually legally do it. I think he was going through a ton of show with a tax evasion uh,
0: He might have actually been he did time for that actually, so he might have been yeah. in
1: did you ever see the Expendables movies?
0: Um, Yes, I, I have. I think he's in the third one, isn't he? He,
1: he is in the yeah. third one. And the opening scene is them breaking him out of like a train prison. like, And then they ask him like, so what were you in jail for? And he looks at him and goes, evasion. Okay,
0: well, you know that was on purpose though, because the Expendables are very tongue in cheek.
1: Obviously, they fucking, like, there was one part where it's like Bruce Willis, Stallone, and Schwarzenegger in a church, and Bruce Willis says, wow, what's that guy's fucking problem about Schwarzenegger? And yeah. Stallone's like, he wants to be president.
0: Oh, God. Um. Yeah. By the way, did you what? see, not to get way off, but did you see that video that Schwarzenegger put up on, I think it was Instagram? But it made its rounds of, around all kinds of social media because of how ridiculous it was. It was him... Stallone and Dolph Lundgren drunk at Schwarzenegger's house celebrating Schwarzenegger's birthday. And they're holding up a camera selfie style and talking to it. And they're all hammered. It's, Oh, uh, yeah, look at us. We're drunk. Come well, on. no, so, yeah, let's no, get fucked up. it starts because Stallone's the one holding the camera the whole time. And it starts with him holding it with the wrong hand. So his hand is blocking the camera and you just see the palm of his hand and he switches his hands so that you can see everybody and you hear right, Arnold right, right, yelling right,
1: hold, at him. Hold on. Let me, let me, oh dude, there's a, there's a hand in the way and oh, let me switch it to the other. Yeah. I, I think Stallone needs to be a motivational speaker <laughs> Well, because but, he has that voice and that way of speaking, especially in the Rocky movies where it seems like he's giving you life lessons. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you jump in the ring, and then if you fight the other guy, and then you get knocked down, and then you get back up, that's what life's all about, you know, is getting up when you get knocked down.
0: That, believe it or not, those those scenes from Rocky V were my favorite, like when he was teaching Sex. Tommy Gunn. No, Five. when he's oh, teaching Tommy Gunn.
1: Oh, you're, you're going, <laughs> you're going fucking deep
0: cuts. Yeah, no, I mean, the Five as a whole was not a great movie, but the sequences where he was, like, training Tommy Gunn was, you know, giving those pieces of advice, hearing Mickey's lines coming out of his mouth were pretty interesting. But anyway, listen, we're getting way off topic. Let's go back to Wesley Snipes, for fuck's sake.
1: Um, You know. All right, so if you haven't seen Blade, there's got to be a little...
0: We're doing all three, by the way, so the Blade series. Not the TV series, but the movie series.
1: The the Blade trilogy. Okay, yep. Good way to put it. And Well, that's what it is. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Uh, Um, um, But let's talk a little bit about the history of Blade, the character himself. Do you know anything about Blade?
0: Not a lot, no. But... Well, okay, I have, just remind me I have a question before we get deep diving into specific movies, so... but well, what's your, the, what's your what's No, your no, no, your, your history is more important in terms
1: of order, so let's do that first, so... All right, so, well, I'm going to just run this by you. In your own mind, Blade is, one, African-American. Yes. And he's also in, like, leather, like... Like, imagine he shopped in the fucking Matrix.
0: Um, no, to me he's just black, and I don't mean racially. I mean clothes. So it could be leather, it could be jeans, it could be whatever. He's but, just but all he's black. Got, he's got,
1: he, yeah. All right. Well, he also has like, you know, tattoos, and and yep. he also has a sword. Yep. And he's also an American in Detroit.
0: And actually, the the one thing that they definitely did not do in the movie, if I could jump in here, that I had a problem with from, from what I know of Blade is he's supposed to be blonde. Every incarnation I've seen of him in the books, which isn't many, but the ones I've seen, he always had blonde hair. So... Well, f-
1: to go with that, originally Blade is English. Like British English? Yeah. Okay. Like, born in like 1929 in England and raised in a fucking brothel. Okay. Same type of, but even his powers are fucking different in the movie. His mother is giving birth and is attacked by a, or pregnant, is attacked pregnant, but then induces labor. The vampirism infects him right. and makes him a human vampire hybrid. Right. That's what we see in the movie. Right. In the comic books, he is introduced as the same thing. His mother's bitten. She's a, she's a prostitute. Still the same thing. Deacon Frost, spoiler, is essentially his father. Uh, bites her. But Deacon Frost is also considerably looking older. He's more regal and gentlemanly. Yeah, they
0: um, definitely aged him down for um, the movies.
1: They, they MTV'd him is really what it is. It, yeah, they, that's fair. They, that's yeah. fair. Um. But the vampirism is not the same in the movie as it is in the comics. He, what it does is it makes him immune to vampir- to vampire bites,
0: which I think he would be in this. They just never really explored it.
1: Well, he is, but that's but he doesn't even have the speed, the strength, the oh, agility. in the has, in, in, the in book? The comics. He, oh,
0: okay. He doesn't just have a, any of that. He's just immune. Okay.
1: What happened is. And, and his his uh his attire is completely different too. He wears a like bright green jacket and like yellow pants hmm. and or, or or something like that. And a big fucking like he has the sunglasses, but they're the big yellow ones. And he looks, I think he's got an afro. So it basically, sounds, what it is,
0: it sounds Luke, a bit like um,
1: a like Luke Cade. Cage. Right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He beat me to it. Yeah, so it's like Luke. It, And I don't think Stan Lee and, and, uh, I think it's Marv Wolfman, I think is the guy who did No, I don't
0: think Stan had anything to do with that one. Because I remember it's Marv Wolfman and Gene... Hold on, I'm trying to get the name to come up. It's moving slow. One second. It's not Stan, though. I noticed that when I was watching the uh, movies. Um... Marv Wolfen and Gene Colan, or Colan, I don't know how you would say it, because it's C-O-L-A-N, so... Well,
1: I think Stan still oversaw and gave approval. Well,
0: probably, but he doesn't get it created by like he does with some of the other characters like Spider-Man and, you know, those
1: characters. So,
0: that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Stan had nothing to do
1: with it. So, he looks... Totally fucking different than than he does, and it's fine. I think it's just, I think it's the writers and illustrators kind of just looking at. They're making a statement of like, all right, this is this is seventies exploitation, this is, yeah, uh, black exploitation, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I gotta admit, Wesley Snipes's version looks a considerably fucking cooler and better than than what they originally offered. Which my question is. If Mahershala Ali is going to do it, is he going to try and look like Wesley Snipes' character? Or is he going to try and be as true to the source as possible, to to the literary source?
0: I think, with no pun intended, it'll be a hybrid. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Yeah. yeah. Because he... So, I'm... Really... No, I'm sorry, Rico, but just... just Because, like... To stay on par with something we've said repeatedly throughout our discussions about Marvel is with Kevin Feige at the helm and him being a fan, first and foremost, of the Marvel comic books, we're going to get something right. Do you know what I mean? They've put their own twist on a lot of this stuff, and we've talked about them at length, so there's no need to get into them, but we've agreed that there have been things that haven't been you know 100% true to the comics but have fit and have felt right and i have a feeling you'll get a very similar thing with this new blade movie that that he'll be homing you know
1: what i think is likely is what what they did with luke cage there's a part where luke cage is basically wearing yes the original outfit but then he does the hoodie and then that's sort of now the new costume for Luke Cage.
0: Right, right, and and yeah, I agree with you. I think I think they're gonna do it right, and I'm I'm actually getting really excited about the movie. I just wish it wasn't like I think it's scheduled for 2022, so it's a while from now.
1: But well, but me, so if you remember what I said, he doesn't have the powers, but how he gets his powers that are basically the blade, the Wesley Snipes blade, yeah. is Morbius the living vampire bites him bites him because mm. he is a hybrid in his own way. Right. So that infects blade to become super human, essentially superhuman vampire hybrid.
0: Well, and it's funny you say that because I want to, and I'll save it for when I get to Trinity, but there's something about that I want to bring up. So that involves Morbius. So,
1: okay. Um, well, we, are you alluding to the Morbius movie?
0: no, no but okay. that's i know that's coming too um but, but that's being that's, the difference is that sony that's not that's marvel that's sony
1: yeah. but maybe what i think is likely to happen is blade is going to be a is the post credit scene uh for doctor strange too that would be that
0: would make sense with some stuff that i'm reading so i i would not be beyond that
1: yeah um but that being said, so that that's really all I have to say about the literary character because unfortunately Blade was really kind of underused especially oh, totally. in the yeah. in the 70s and 80s and 90s like he had a rebirth but even still he was always kind of in the background. He was never uh the the hero hybrid villain uh, uh anti-hero that we know. Uh and then uh Blade the movie fucking changed not only the character in a positive way. I mean I I can't really think of too many sources where oh yeah, the movie infinitely better than the fucking literary source. Sure. Uh, well, and
0: let's and let's start there real quick cuz you no know, we <laughs> and I'm obviously going to make a bit of a joke here, but we obviously like suck the dick of MCU and Kevin Feige pretty regularly on this show, but True. you don't get there without Blade. And to a lesser extent, because I think Blade was first, the X-Men, of course, and, you know, right. all credit to Matty Granger and his crew. But, which, by the way, if I could just back up for a second, I seriously did some Matty Granger defending, like, two weeks ago or ten days ago or whatever it was. Because I was in Fumes' chat and they were shredding the first or all the X-Men movies, not just like the latter ones, like all of
1: them. Oh, yeah. And
0: I was like, no, 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 no. no. Hold on a second. Because, <laughs> you know, I didn't bring up Matty Granger by name, but I was like, hey, look, there's the first two X-Men aren't bad. You know, the third one last end is pretty terrible. But the first two are good, you know. Yeah. And then Fumes jumped in and, and did say that, like, he liked the McAvoy reboots up until, mm-hmm. um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and then they shredded Wolverine Origins and The Wolverine, which I actually like you know- The Wolverine. That's not that bad.
1: But you know, I, I I'm looking because I did a whole run of the X Men movies recently.
0: Yeah, I remember. We um, we still need to do <laughs> that show, still, but that's, yeah.
1: I don't I don't think X Men Origins is that bad. I think it flow. It, if you watch it with the same like like if you watch it compared to like the Last Stand, it feels like a Wolverine movie. The, it feels like an X Men movie.
0: The problem with origins very quickly and we'll deep dive this another day is a lot of it gets away from the source of material more than any of the other movies and i think that's what rubs people the wrong way so
1: i i think what rubs people the wrong way was what happened to deadpool i think people are like oh my god they ruined deadpool yes yeah, they did they did but if you look at what happened to wolverine and his but, story but Sabretooth pretty-
0: is way wrong too
1: like he really is I, I dig his version. I did leave Shriver's version more no, than Tyler. I think hey, he did a fine guy, right? job,
0: but I'm saying the, the, the character, the way they did the character was not right. Let's save that for an X-Men. We yeah, haven't even know, gotten it yet. You know
1: who did a character really well is Wesley Snipes for Blade.
0: Yes, he did. Um, And so let's get back there. You know who is a even better character, in my opinion? And, and I love Blade, so I'm not saying anything shitty about Wesley Snipes or his portrayal. I fucking love Chris Christopherson of Whistler.
1: It took because when I saw Blade, I was eleven. I didn't know <laughs> of course who Chris, you were. Chris. <laughs> well, I mean because I saw it on VHS at Michael's, right? So I didn't know Chris Christopherson was a musician.
0: Yes, first and foremost,
1: yeah. I didn't know that, and even weird. It's it's kind of a weird choice to be like, you know, who we're gonna have for like the aging, you know, human mentor who's like gruff and. Bearded and long-haired, and and is a mechanic, and he lights up a cigarette next to an open gas tank. Chris Christopherson, like right, it just it's such a bizarre choice. Yeah, but at
0: the same time, I don't think that's his first role. I'm looking it up right now. Like, I think he was a pretty established actor at that point as well. Like, he wasn't.
1: Well, I haven't seen him in a lot of shit. No, so I mean, he on. wasn't
0: like you know. Is um, Chris
1: Christopherson still alive?
0: Uh, uh, hold on, let me see. That's a good question. According to IMDb, is but I'll double check that on Google in a minute. But um, no,
1: IMDb knows her shit. Um, you know, the the reason why we're actually doing this this whole topic I, is because we,
0: just to let you know, he's got 117 acting credits. So really, yeah, he's been acting since 1971. So, like, he he is a musician first and foremost. That's what he's known most for. Right. And he's got even more music credits than he does acting credits. But, sure. Because he's on soundtracks. But he's been acting for a long time. Like This is, you know, he may not be in a lot of stuff that you're... He's in the 76 version of A Star is Born, just to give you a perspective. Oh, that's
1: right, he is. I completely so, forgot about it. I, I don't really particularly think of... The, that that movie, I don't really like Streisand.
0: No, and you don't have to. But the point is, like, that's one of the most remade movies like ever done. Because we talked about Seriously? that during sort of the Oscar episode, and um, you know, so if you, to the fact that he's in it just kind of leads to the you know the, the the credits. That's all I'm saying. You know, right? Um, but yeah, he he was in Payback too, which is another one you probably would have seen
1: with Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah. He was a uh, character did, named Bronson.
1: As in Charles Bronson. I I don't know if he was. I don't. Yeah. I need I need to re I need to rewatch uh, Payback. But we we decided on this topic because we were talking about specifically Whistler, like in a yeah, couple well yeah. Back. And like, you not even about up... Blade. We we're just like, dude, and I and we were having a debate whether Whistler was uh, in the comics and then adapted into the film. And I I think. I deduced that, really, it was David S. Goyer, written for the film, but he originated on the Spider-Man animated TV show.
0: Right. Um, and then he did, they yeah. put
1: him in the movie itself. They put him in the movie and itself. Now, and they Harley Quinned him. Now he's considered... His canon. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, no, you're absolutely right about that. I looked into that again myself, not because I didn't believe you, but I wanted to update my knowledge base. and. Sure. And I I did confirm what you found when we talked about it. But he is he, a great character. I like that character. And, I mean, that's not to take away from Blade or Wesley Snipes as a character. But, like, I thought he was the good counter to Blade. Yeah. And that's my point for bringing that up is, like, you know, I, I think movies sometimes... Enrico, you're much more the movie guy than I've ever been. Um, so you can speak to this pretty validly, I'm sure, but movies tend to lean on the older role model type mm-hmm. trope a lot. And that's yeah. kind of what they were doing with with this, you know, with Whistler. Yeah. Um, but it fit. It didn't feel forced to me. Like, it felt natural in this instance.
1: What I was always upset that they alluded to but never showed explicitly yeah. was... Whistler finding Eric before he's Blade. Right. Where he's this day vampire hunting on the homeless. I and they, they showed yeah. a clip of it or like a Did real I? they showed a real brief scene of it in Blade 2 where during the opening credits Blade is narrating and talking about I need to find Whistler and it shows him shows old man uh, Whistler seeing a teenage Eric I don't think I realized uh, that. I know what it's, you're saying. It's in, yeah. like the, it's in the opening credits. And and yeah. it's Which,
0: by the way, talking about the opening credits, I, I'm going to jump around for just a minute here. But did you notice? Did you? Well, OK. First off, I went back and watched all three in the last like 24 hours to get mm-hmm. caught up and just refresh my memory on things. Did you watch them
1: recently? I watched one and two. I got ready to watch three and it was too fucking late. And I want to watch it with Stephanie and because I don't, I mean, she said that she's intrigued by the first two movies. She's like, she was totally like, how does this make sense? This doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, that's, it's a fucking
0: movie. That's what Stephanie does.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, and I started telling her about the third one. I'm like, oh dude, it is, it's good in a really cheesy way because like, it's just basically like Deadpool without being Deadpool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, it really is. And I, to- I told her, like, Patton Oswalt's in it. She's like, what the fuck? Really? I was going to bring
0: That's... that up when we got there. Cause, and and we'll save it for when we get there, but there's a lot of heavy, not heavy hitters, but people you would know and recognize from other movies in that movie more than any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's Parker Posey. What the fuck?
0: Right, you know. Um, But the th- the the thing that was interesting for me was, and I didn't notice it until today, but... The third one's the only one that has the Marvel flip page.
1: Yes, uh, because I still think Marvel Studios was...
0: Two years from being a thing. It was 2006 when Trinity came out and Iron Man's 2008. So, okay, just playing devil's advocate, it could have been 18 months, but you get the point I'm talking about.
1: But but even still, it was... uh, Like, Blade saved the studio. Yeah. Like, they were liquidated. Like they were liquidating assets, and then fucking Blade was a mega hit and surprised the fuck out of everybody. Well, and see, and a lot of
0: people say that about Spider-Man, the Sam Spider-Man. Raimi
1: one, because
0: that's well, before that's, that's it's after Blade but before Trinity, is what I'm saying.
1: I'm not talking about Trinity. I'm talking about the first Blade. So it goes Blade and then X-Men and then Spider-Man. Those three figures were the one. Those three yeah. movies yeah. were the ones that were like because you have to think about the competition that Marvel's going up against. They're going up against Batman. And Superman. Superman. Yeah. And, and and admittedly, those were not doing great with their later films.
0: Right. And, and to be fair, too, there was another movie. Um, I, just, I just had it, and I lost it. Um, you said Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man. Oh, the Fantastic Four. As, as not great as they were, they made a lot of money. And they were able to sell that off, too. That's why they, they sold those rights to i think universal no fox i think it's
1: fox, fox it is fox yeah. you're right yeah but you also have to remember that blade was the first successful marvel movie because yes. they had attempted uh they 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 literally tried to do a fantastic Four movie and it was so bad it wasn't even released in theaters like all yes. everybody was like this is fucking awful how dare you yeah and they tried they did a they did a uh a Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, yep. and then they did a um, they did a couple directed DVD Captain America movies. Like, right. like right. Marvel was really struggling, and yeah. then they were like, "All right, fuck it." We're and the only reason why Blade was as as good as it was, I mean, it's great for many other reasons, but Wesley Snipes poured his heart into that. Yes, role. he did. He he has said because, it's one of
0: his favorite roles he's ever played. I've heard him say it.
1: But it's because he he was trying desperately to make a Black Panther movie.
0: And while it didn't have the impact that Black Panther did, it definitely... Not to the same level.
1: Let's be real. I mean... I think if you... I, I don't know. We'll see. When, when Mahershala does his Blade movie, we will see <laughs> the comparison uh, between no, the two of them.
0: I agree, but I'm talking about Oh, you mean between Wesley and him? Yeah. Or... Oh, well, yeah. Look, I'm not taking away from Wesley Snipes. I'm saying the impact of the movie overall did not have the same impact that Black Panther did. That's all I'm saying.
1: I think... I think... Uh, I think the difference is that Blade happened to be a black character. Yeah. And, there, and then, therefore, everybody could enjoy him. But I think Black Panther was... This is really important. We make this fucking movie,
0: right? That's it. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, was, I,
1: there was there was twenty movies of white hero, white hero, white hero, white hero. Now we really got to fucking focus on this. And it, I think I think Marvel and whoever the fuck you know Stephen uh, Stephen Norrington and Wesley Snipes and and everybody were like, yeah, we'll make a movie about a black vampire hunter. Big deal. Who's well and. Pay? And let's, that's the
0: other interesting thing I noticed today because, again, you notice kind of stuff more than I ever have before I met you. And you've kind of taught me to look for it now when I mm-hmm. watch movies is David Goyer, who is well known for Batman and, and Man of Steel, was involved in all three of these movies, you know, and basically the, the brainchild behind the whole thing
1: his big directorial debut was Blade Trinity. Right. I was going to get there because... That, we'll we'll talk about that because there's a whole lot of shit about behind the scenes of Black of Blade Trinity.
0: Okay. Well, then I'd be curious to hear that. But the thing that was interesting to me from a director directorial perspective on the Blade movies is that it pulled off what Tom Cruise has said he wanted to do for all the Mission Impossible movies, and it did do for the first four was have a different director for each movie. Like, the production team could be the same, but he wanted a different director for each Mission Impossible, and you got True. this with Blade, because the first one is, um, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now.
1: Steven Norrington.
0: Is that who directed it? I, I don't think, think so. so. No, I, oh yeah, oh shit, you're right, okay, my bad. The second one, which I would think would be your favorite, just based on the director, was, uh, give me, uh, Garrett, Guillermo del Toro. I just couldn't get oh, yeah. it out. I know what it is. I just couldn't get it out. And then the third one, as you mentioned, was David Goyer himself. So it was just interesting to see the different styles because there is clearly different styles between the three movies.
1: Oh, dramatically. but Like, to the point where it would be comparable to be like, all right, the first one is directed by... Uh, Let's go say Martin Scorsese. And the right. second one is like Tim Burton. And the third one is Spielberg. No, I, no.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't know. I was just pulling out a big name. You were using big no, names.
1: I wasn't I, I didn't know you I, were... I was gonna go for someone like the Farley Brothers or something. Oh
0: well see I don't I don't know that drastic, but I get the point you're the making.
1: They're, they're different ways of filming and and because as much as I enjoyed Blade Trinity It is the inexperienced filmmaker. You can just tell.
0: All right, so let me ask you a question I was going to ask you, and that is, you know, if you were to rank these in terms of favorites, how would you put them together? Like, what order would you put them in?
1: In terms of favorites, I would go 1-3-2.
0: I'm Um, I'm 100%
1: with you. I I think in terms of villains, I actually will go 2-1-3. Yeah, I because would agree. The villains are also really integral, and I would agree, though. And as for Blade himself, one, two, three, he is—you uh, see, Wesley—it's the not third one. The
0: fun. third one is the least Blade Blade movie of the three. But
1: you, but you can also see Wesley Snipes just doesn't want to be there. You think so? Uh one hundred percent. Okay, because he didn't want to be there.
0: Because he didn't want to be there.
1: <laughs> he um, really did not want to be on that set, dude. He so, hated David S. Goyer. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's, I'll tell let's you more about there. that later. But
0: Yeah, so let's go back to the first one. Um,
1: Can we talk about that opening? Like the opening. The like, bloodbath? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The bloodbath. Yeah.
1: The blood shower, really? No, it's, it's,
0: it's called a bloodbath, though. The scene is actually known as bloodbath. The song that plays is called bloodbath. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah.
1: Um, do you recognize the woman in the car who leads the guy to the the rave or the club? No. That's Tracy Lords, who was a porn star.
0: Yes, I know who she. I know who Tracy Lords is.
1: But she was also in Zachary and Make a Porno. Was she? She's the woman who plays bubbles, the, oh. the who does the, the queef bubble trick.
0: I gotta be honest with you, I've seen Zack and Mort, Miri
1: once, I think. So. But that's who that is. And she's no, I'm like, not, yeah. But, but she's like prominently cast in, in like the credits. It's like, oh my God, Tracy Thornton. And she's just in that. Is that the only scene she's in? Because she dies. She
0: dies. Okay.
1: Yeah, fucking Blade, um, she runs up to him and says, "Hey, I'm gonna rip your fucking head off!" And then Blade shoots her in the fucking head with the shotgun underneath her chin.
0: I'm glad you said that because honestly, like, I was, I was thinking that that the blonde that's in the whole movie, the skinny oh, blonde, what? yeah, that that Deacon's was her. Girlfriend? Yeah. Nope. No, see, that's, that's the thing. Ta- like, and maybe we'll get in this in a few minutes, but like. You said Deacon's girlfriend, and there's definitely that sequence I know that you're probably going to refer to, but it felt like he was more with Blade's mom, because there's that whole thing, too. I think he's fucking
1: them both. I, well, okay, well then, we that's fine, but... I think he's fucking Blade's mom, but he his girlfriend is the skinny... What's her fucking name? I'll look it up. I just don't want to call her the skinny bitch, because that's just <laughs> not appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Um...
1: The, the skinny know, finger. Do you know
0: the character's name? No.
1: All right, I'll see what I can find. Ever, Go ahead. Keep, I don't even keep think talking. they actually ever say her name personally. I think it might be Mercury. You might be right.
0: Yeah, I think it's Mercury and the char- and the actors Arlie Joy Joy Jover, or Ho- I don't know. Maybe it's it might have some kind of like European thing, but it's J O V
1: E R. That's probably Yover or something like that. Yeah,
0: so I was gonna say it might be something like that.
1: Um. Uh, so that opening fucking scene, man, that just set the tone because you see this human who's and you very briefly see.
0: Hey, the, Rico, real, I'm sorry. How close to how well do you remember Girl with the Dragon Tattoo?
1: Which one? The remake the, or the original?
0: The the one with Daniel Craig.
1: Pretty well. Why?
0: She played Liv in that movie. Same girl. Who's Liv? I, I don't know. That's why I was asking you how well you remembered it. But that's the character's why?
1: name. It just says live
0: live l i v so like live Tyler but obviously yeah. not yeah
1: maybe she's a relative, maybe she plays like a character who's like part of the family or something yeah. like she's. I don't
0: I've seen that all movie right. once and I don't remember a lot of it to be honest with you okay. so anyway well, right. so you were you were saying going back to uh, the sequence with Tracy Lords in the car
1: right so there's a really it's one of those scenes where you see ideas have been planted, but they don't go to full uh, fruition until later when the, when the human is being dragged through the fucking, uh, the meatpacking factory, basically what it is. You see a, uh, a thing on a dolly, a human encased in like plastic being wheeled. And it's a myth, like, you know where they have, like they hang the meat. Yes. The, the,
0: the blood banks, as I think they're called later, or blood farms, I think they were called later. Right.
1: Yeah. In the third one. But you you see it for a brief, like, split second. And then even the guy's like, hey, what the hell was that? And then we never talk about it again. And that was from what I, my research is that they were going to explain, well, if all, if everybody's a vampire, because the whole thing of uh, Deacon Frost want to be La Magra and yeah. everybody's a fucking vampire. Well, what about their fucking, like, how are they going to feed? Right, and They would be harvesting the humans. They didn't get into that because they're like, ah, fuck it. Let's just, you know, who cares what his explanation is? Who cares about rationality? Blade's going to win, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that scene where it's just like the human is freaking out, blood's everywhere, and he sees vampires. They punch him in the face, knock him on the ground, and then he crawls forward and he just sees Boots. Yeah. And the camera pans up and it's this very strikingly black with like a silhouette of white from all the yeah, the um the the, light. the 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 light and everything and him just standing there and then someone mutters it's him it's the daywalker and you're like this is the coolest fucking guy in the entire room <laughs> yeah by far like yeah this is a i don't know how to say it this is a black matrix samurai dude what the fuck like and I, it,
0: I'd i heard they reached out to Wesley Snipes to play Neo at one point. I heard that. I don't know if that actually happened, but...
1: It was... I think the top contenders were Johnny Depp, Will Smith, and maybe maybe uh, Wesley Snipes. That's a possibility.
0: And then, and then obviously Keanu, because he got the thing, but...
1: Yeah, and obviously Keanu. Um, personally, I don't think Johnny Depp could have done it, but I do imagine Johnny Depp would have killed it in that one scene where he says, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the figure. That is Johnny Depp right there. Yep, yep. We Um, still need to talk about
0: those movies one day, but anyway, go ahead.
1: We will. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, then this just, like, Wesley steps, Blade steps forward, and you see this real smirk, like, small smirk on his face. He flashes a slight toothy grin, and the point of it is that not only do we know that he's the coolest motherfucker in the room he knows that he's the coolest (laughs) motherfucker in that room that's what's amazing about that little fucking intro oh shit like when i was watching with steph i just kept saying oh fuck the cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions federal agencies are partnering with saic to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud.
0: From what I understand, that sequence with the bloodbath and the fight that comes with it, that, that whole part you're just talking about and the fight that comes immediately after that, is studied as much as the subway fight scene from The Matrix, where it's just Agent Smith and Neo. You know, right. that sequence is equally studied in terms of filmography and, and more important, cinematography and how to shoot it because, like, it is that's the thing that they didn't do the doctor. Justice, but not because of it being a weak character. The, the woman that gets bit that's throughout the whole movie. Oh. Um, Karen. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name and I didn't have it up in front of me. Um, it's, it, it's not to say that she was a bad actress or it was anything like that, but that bloodbath sequence was so good. And then they go into the sequence with her talking to the coroner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it just felt like such a drop off that it really had me never like caring about her character. And right. you needed to because she's an integral part of the story.
1: You know, I I will agree that I think her name is Nabush, right? I think I think it's Nab.
0: Yeah, I don't. I feel like you might say that differently, but yes, that's
1: how it's written. Like, like yeah. Nabush or something like that, or, or
0: or yeah, something like that. But yeah.
1: I agree. She's a bit of a. There is some not well executed lines.
0: It's uh, not even about the lines. It's the way it's shot. That blood path is so intense, and then for it to drop to go from like because it go to put numbers to it, it goes from a ten to like a three like that. True. There's no, you know what I mean? Like it just drops off the table.
1: She is definitely one of the weaker. Parts of, of, of that movie. But I don't but think that's not,
0: her fault. I think that's the way they presented I don't think
1: her. I agree. I do agree yeah. with that. There are parts where she has a line was like, you make it sound like I'm already dead. And it just yeah. sounds really forced. And, you know, when Chris Christopherson looks infinitely cooler with just the way he speaks.
0: I just like and seeing you're... a guy with a lamp, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um
1: relatable character (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Um, but you're you're right um it it does that is such a a 10 and then under like so well regarded in this film donald logue i'm a a huge fan yeah like so fucking funny and originally from what i remember reading is that he was really just supposed to be a one-note character but Donald Logue was so... Is it Loga or Logue? I think it's I Logue. Know. I think it's just Logue. I mean, yeah. That motherfucker was so goddamn funny, he just kept at- improvising and ad-libbing, that they just expanded the fuck out of his character.
0: Well, I think, was he was watching... actually,
1: I think he was supposed to die pretty early on.
0: Well, and and theoretically, he would have. I mean, that burning could have killed him. But anyway... Um,
1: well, or he was supposed to die after, like, the hospital sequence, after okay. he fights Karen. Yeah. Know.
0: Um, Deb was watching the first one with me when I watched it, and we're big Gotham fans. As you mm-hmm. know, we've talked about it before. And she looks at him and goes, Christ, it's Bullock. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is Bullock. Bullock's not as quippy in mm-hmm. Gotham, but otherwise it was Bullock. Do you know what I it's
1: mean? Bullock like, Bullock more seasoned,
0: right? No, well, Bullock's more seasoned than Quinn, right. really. Yeah, it's, that's what Bull- I'm saying. Yeah, okay, but yeah, it was crazy how
1: it's not very different. Like, you know, originally there was supposed to be a Stanley cameo for this movie. Really? Okay. He was supposed to be one of the cops. I think he. I think they filmed it, but it was ultimately cut it was because ultimately he was cut. one of the cops when they're approaching Quinn on fire when he's stapled okay.
0: to the fucking wall. Yeah. Oh, wait, real quick, not that, and we'll talk about the details later, but I watched that one shot that Henry told us about, or I brought up mm-hmm. when we talked to Henry about with um, Trevor Sidery. Mm-hmm. So I would like to talk to you about it a bit, but we'll get there. I just didn't want to forget to tell you. Um, But yeah, I Donald Loeb's character was perfect. I, I think he did a, I think he did a really good job. And if, if he was supposed to die off and they kept him because of how good he was doing, I think that's a credit to either Norrington or Goyer whoever made that call because it was the right thing to do, I think.
1: Agreed. Uh he and I got to say Donald Log has aged amazingly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like he still I mean, looks can... older than he initially is. But I think he just I think he just grew into the age that he looked in 1999.
0: He seasoned, like you put it. Like I know you yeah. were kinda making a joke, but yeah. <laughs> he seasoned and moved on. Like that's what happened.
1: Uh God, dude, that fucking open seems so good. Especially like the music and it just it just seems very nineties. You know
0: what right. I mean? Right. Well and the so I'll tell you something. Have you ever heard the song Blue Monday? Probably. Um I don't know. like how does it feel? Treat me like you do. It's very t- yeah. techno-y kind of thing. Yeah. That's why a band called New Order. There's a group called Orgy that covered it back in the late 90s, but the original song is by a group called New Order. New okay. Order wrote that song for the opening sequence. That's New Order. That, that music that's playing during the bloodbath is New Order. And I mm-hmm. have that song on my card. I I listen to that all the time. I love that sequence, that, that music. It's really mm-hmm. well done. So...
1: God, dude, it's such a good part. And it then, is. Um, and, and, and and that's
0: – the problem is when you – I mean, when you blow your wad in the first five minutes of the movie, it's hard to keep up. And there are sequences that hold up, and then there's some that are just not so much throughout that movie. Well,
1: I mean, I find the sequences where Deacon is going up against this vampire authority –
0: The, 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 yeah, the, um, the the
1: pure bloods are on the table or some shit. Right, but there's
0: a name. It's almost like the triads for the Chinese gang, but it's not that. I forget what it, there's a name for, but anyway, go ahead.
1: It just seems, I mean, that alone was such a really good scene to have Deacon Frost, which, um, fuck, what's his name? Who played Deacon?
0: Oh, um,
1: Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff is, let me, let me give you a comparison if blade is batman steven dorf's deacon frost is the joker like oh yeah fast talking yeah. like wise cracking loves the sound of his own voice and delivers it in such great execution like he emphasizes like you know you know we're gonna rip your fucking like he, he really just he hams it up without being overly hammy because blade is just standing there like you're nothing to me but another dead vampire and Deegan's like, you're a fucking idiot. Know that? <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Like, well, here's the thing about Steven Dorff that was real interesting. Just to me, it's like, I've seen this movie. I've known this movie for a long time. And I watched True Detective this past season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's talking about Mahershala Ali because he plays, <laughs> you know. Well, no, because he's in it, right? But Steven Dorff is his partner. Right. So and, it's Deacon and Blade. I never fucking thought of that. Well, not only that, though, but at the time, it took me the first, like, six or seven episodes to even realize it was Stephen Dorff. He looks so different. Like, you talk about how well Donald Logue aged. It's almost the exact opposite for Stephen Dorff. Like, I don't think it's the exact opposite, but he certainly has aged more than... His
1: his, his vampirism wore off. Now he's yeah, aging like a right? human.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I'm not... Finding fault with him, and he he did an amazing job on True Detective, so thumbs up to him. But like, right. I would have never until I actually watched the credits the first time and saw that it said Stephen Dorff, I was like, oh
1: shit, okay. <laughs> he he's so goddamn good in that movie, and he is. He's really good. Uh, even just him, like one of my favorite parts is, the, I mean, obviously the sword fight at the end is so fucking good. No, but like, yeah. There's that part where he, like, Blade is trying to fuck with him. And then, uh, Deacon says, my turn. And then, like, zooms around in front of Blade and then just casually walks up to him, but still kind of fast motion. And then Blade, Wesley Snipes does this, like, he's like, is so stunned. He kind of holds his head back. Like, what the fuck was that? And then just, that's such a great thing where it's like Stephen Dorf, modeled his vampire from like say Kiefer Sutherland for The Lost Boys. Okay. I've never seen it, but yeah. You've never seen The Lost Boys? No. Oh shit, dude. You need to see The Lost Boys. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it is a who's who of who the fuck is popular in the eighties. It's uh
0: Oh I know it- I know who's in it and okay. So can I I will share with you, ironically, I fell asleep on the couch last night for no other reason except I fell asleep on the couch, and I had the TV on, and I had put on... What movie did I put on? I put something on HBO. I forget what movie it was. It really doesn't matter. But as it the night went on, the TV kept playing. I woke up to The Lost Boys at, like, 5.30 this morning, and it was, like, midway through it already, so...
1: Fucking universe is trying to tell you, you need to watch the goddamn Lost Boys, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there you go.
1: I'm telling you, after we're done recording, you need to watch Lost Boys.
0: Not tonight. I got something I'm going to watch, but I will.
1: Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, what else? Um, I got to give praise to the guy who played Dragonetti. Yeah. Uh, Gitano Dragonetti. U- Udo, Udo Kerr. I think it's how you, you know, say it. Kier, th- Kier? Kier. Kier, I Kier
0: yeah, it's K-I-E-R, but I'm not sure how you pronounce it. So, yeah, we'll he, go with it, Kier.
1: He's a, he's a German, and yeah. he played Dracula, like yes. in a German Dracula movie. Yes. Yep. So, to give a little nod, and, and then he was also in the, uh, he's also in the Rob Zombie Halloween, very kind of briefly.
0: He's been um, in a couple of things. I'd seen him in other stuff besides Blade, and he's also a well-known voice actor, believe it or not.
1: I believe it. He's got a good voice. But yeah. I For me, not only was he Blade, or in Blade, he was, uh, did you ever see the live-action Pinocchio movie that came out in, like, 97 or something no. with Jonathan Taylor no. Thomas? So, it's fucked up. I'm just going to talk about it for one second. Sure. It's Mar- Martin Lando, is Geppetto, and, and it's a live-action Pinocchio. Like it, Yeah, yeah. It, I'm familiar creepy. with it.
0: When, as soon as you said Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I know of it, but I never saw it.
1: So what they do is they you remember Stromboli from the Disney one? The 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 guy who runs the puppet theater thing, like the big heavy-set Italian guy? Kind of, yeah. So in the live action movie Udo Kier plays that character. Okay. He plays and his name is uh Lorenzini, which was actually um the author Carlo Collodi's real name was Lauren was his last name was Lorenzini. There's an homage to the original author of Pinocchio. Right. And what they do is the, there's a sequence where they're at the fair, like the pleasure island where they turn into donkeys. Mm-hmm. They go in and drink from a fountain that is magic and that's what turns them into donkeys. Right. Right. And what happens is the Lorenzini character gets knocked into the pond and he drinks too much of the water and then he turns into the whale. He turns into a a giant sea monster, and then he dives in the ocean, and then they they swallow Pinocchio and Geppetto, and blah, 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 blah. So, for me, that motherfucker is always going to be this giant-ass whale thing.
0: Did you know he actually played two characters in that movie? By the way, the movie's called The New Adventures of Pinocchio, just to get the title.
1: No, there's The Adventures of Pinocchio, and there's The New Adventures of Pinocchio, which was a sequel that was awful.
0: Okay, well, I'm looking at the new adventure. I didn't realize that, so I apologize. But
1: he plays Lorenzini's wife or something,
0: Madame, Fl- Madame Flambeau. But I don't know. I didn't know that was his wife. But he also plays Lorenzini according to this. So he plays both characters in that movie. Yeah, he was also in uh, um, Armageddon. Who was in Armageddon? He was a psychologist. Uh, he doesn't have a name. It's just oh, called psychologist.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um I'm looking over his his credits. He's been in quite a dude, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Um he does a lot of T V acting, like it looks like yeah. criminals on TV. There was one I saw I wanted to point out to you real quick and I just lost it. So give me a second, but
1: Well, earlier we were talking yeah. about the different styles of the films, and for me personally, one of the ones that bothers me is how vampires are affected by f- by sunlight, in in the first one where they drag Dragonetti out mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, you need to see you know what was the last time you saw it? a very good sunrise," and it looks agonizing, and you kind yeah. of feel for his character. It's so you know, yeah, he's a vampire, but it also gives off the impression that he's not really a true villain, right? Like right, like Deacon Prost is. I also have to question. It took me a long time to really kind of understand the whole. I was born a vampire. You were nearly turned. Like, what? So that means vampires that are pure blood, or just vampires in general, can actually procreate. They can have sex, get pregnant, and have a fucking vampire baby, which means breastfeeding has got to be a bitch. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. Like, if... I can't
0: argue against your logic, except I will throw this caveat: if someone like Deacon Frost got someone pregnant, even if it was a pure blood, I don't think the vampire that was born would be a pure blood. I think you know what I mean,
1: right? Because he's
0: not. You know what I
1: mean? That's what I'm saying. So, but I, it took me a long time to be like, "How did they take babies and turn them?" I don't, I don't get it. I, I mean, it kind of makes sense now, but it was. There was this whole pure blood and then like not pure blood ideology throughout the films that always kind of just threw me off. Like, right. how are you a pure blood and not? A, a, what? You're a fucking vampire. You're fucking not a vampire. Make up your goddamn mind. Oh, Who knew there were fucking racists in the vampire ideology as well?
0: This wasn't one I was going to bring up. Did you know he was in uh, Ace Ventura?
1: Yes, I do remember. He's the dude mm-hmm. who's throwing the lavish party.
0: I don't know the guy... I don't know that, but the guy's name is Ron Camp, so if that sounds familiar, then... He
1: he was throwing the party... He's the one who owned the swimming pool with the Great White in it. I've seen it once, so... Okay. Well, all right. He, he's throwing a party. That's, he that's he, he was
0: in a TV show that I'm trying to find. I saw it earlier when I was scrolling down to uh, the Super... or the... Fuck, the thing... The Pinocchio thing. But, uh... Oh, here we are! Beware of the Batman. He was in that. It's a cartoon, so it's a voice. But he was right, the voice or, of Mr. I, I remember that. Mr. Toad was him.
1: Who the fuck is Mr. Toad? I don't
0: know, but I thought maybe you uh, might. Uh,
1: anyway, I don't, I don't know that one. Um, I think I think we kind of. I will say one of the what? things I do like of uh, the La Magra scene was all the vampire spirits leaving the vampires' bodies and, like, kind of... Yeah. When they when they crawl through the mouth, they're winged. Yeah. I thought that was fucking cool.
0: It was... To me, that was a little Mortal Kombat, though. If you saw the Mortal Kombat movies, they were... They had a similar thing happen. Um, That's true. I have two things I want to talk about before we move on. One is, what did you think about the CGI... The graphics, Do you th- I think it holds up pretty well for 1998. To be honest with you,
1: I think it holds up more honestly than Blade 2. If I'm really being honest,
0: there's not as much CGI in that movie. I don't
1: think. Yeah, there is.
0: Well, I mean uh, the jaw thing, if that's what you're talking about. But outside of that,
1: no, uh, there's a lot of CGI. It, it, there's a there's a lot of even Del Toro has commented that he did not like the cgi uh that was in it like del toro is not overly fond of blade 2 either um there's a there's parts where in blade 2 where blade is fighting nisa when they're like they infiltrate their fucking their lair
0: early on yeah
1: early on and it shows like shows them very much way far behind like way ahead and we're family watching it for like they're like they're fighting at a distance right that that is totally fucking
0: oh like, that's all cgi yeah yeah i agree that's
1: video game graphics right there
0: yeah the um, other th- okay the other thing and we'll get back to two because we're going there in a second but the other thing i wanted to ask you the pro you were talking about the the son and the with um the the guy they Kitano? put out there what's that dragon eddie
1: gitano yeah
0: yeah um I kind of had a problem with sunblock being enough for Deacon Frost right? to be outside. Like, I'm sorry, I kind of had a problem with that.
1: I think I would. I'm. I think I'd be more okay if, like, Deacon Frost was at least like squinting. Like the sunblock would work a little bit, but he'd have to be in the shade, and even then, he's squinting. But for him to just like, he at the very least really should have been weaker. He well, should have been a, like.
0: See, here's the thing. At one point, so in this scene with Dragon Eddie, they have the sunblock on, but they ultimately end up putting on, like, full leather outfits with the biker helmets, which that part I kind of was okay with, because that could potentially block the sun completely. Do you know what I mean? Except that in 2, there's a sequence where one of the characters, and I'll say who it is later, puts his hand in sunlight wearing a glove, and it burns. Mm hmm So,
1: No. And see, that's my problem is that I don't think this is a trilogy that needed to go the Mission Impossible route and have different directors and different visions. There needs to be
0: consistency. A,
1: a consistency, yeah, especially I agree. especially with In Blade 2, they're very much, I mean, for artistic reasons, one person explodes in sun. one vampire explodes in, in sunlight. And then another one just slowly smolders and it's poetic and it's nice and it's a nice scene, but fucking figure out how vampires burn for Christ's sake. Yeah, I I can agree with you there. Um I I what I think they should have done is you don't watch this you've never watched the show True Blood?
0: No. I've I know all of it. I think I saw part of one episode once, but I never actually sat down and
1: watched it. It's a good show, and I'm actually I'm rewatching all of them with Stephanie. Like, I, she's never seen them. So we're watching all of True Bun. And I like, I dig how they're, how sunlight affects them. Sunlight affects the vampires where they start to smoke and they get weak. And they have to like get the fuck out of sunlight. And if, if necessary, dig and bury themselves underground until night falls.
0: I, I actually, to, to that same point, I actually like how they handled sunlight in an interview with a vampire.
1: I don't even remember how they handle outside light.
0: They burn much like they do in Blade, but it's not an explosion. It's a little bit, it's a, it, they, they flake off a little more like they do by the third right. one. With that, or the, no, I'm sorry, not the third one, but the sequence with Nyssa by the end of the movie. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of a combination of that plus the Dragonetti thing cl- Then what they did with that. Because I know what sequence you're referring to about the explosion. Now. Right. The only thing I want to just clarify for, for me is with the explosion one. Are you talking about the girl or the guy? Because two people explode simultaneously in the sunlight.
1: Well, both. You can make the argument that they're different vampires.
0: Well, that that and- was going to be my argument. That, that, that he being the changed vampire, for lack of a phrase. The Reaper. The Reaper him exploding, I was kind of on board with. Do you know right. what I mean? But her I'm with you too. She should have been more of a slow burn. No. Right. I mean, you know, so um I'm okay with them upgrading it a little bit in terms of like like Dragon Eddie almost caught on fire. Like I'm Dragon okay Eddie with it.
1: Did catch on fire.
0: right. I'm okay with it being more like an ash like burning mm-hmm. up and just falling like almost almost like uh Infinity War. You know, like that kind of fade away. That's almost what it it could be like because that's kind of what can, they did in Interview with a Vampire. It was that ma- more
1: like maybe you can make some argument that because Dragonetti was such a pure blood, that like his, yeah, burning son was so much different. That's certainly but, possible, but but Nissa, you will remember, but that also goes with against my own thing because Nissa is also a pure blood, right? And she just smolders. So, really, what it is is. No one visions. Knows the they're yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, the visions of the directors. So moving on to two, though, there's they definitely stepped up in actor level. Would we? I mean, with a few exceptions. I mean, we talked about Donald Logue and and you know Stephen Dorff and all that, and obviously Christopherson. But like I'm talking right. about like the secondary characters in this movie.
1: Um, before we do this, I have yeah. I do have a one little caveat. The first one I forgot sure. to mention. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was up with the uh corner zombie thing? What the fuck was that?
0: What corner zombie thing?
1: They remember Karen's like buddy that got bitten by yeah. uh and then he's thrown in that pit and then they throw her in the pit for him to eat her?
0: No, I don't remember that, to be honest
1: with okay. you. Okay. They throw Karen in the pit. You're talking about later old... in the movie? Yeah. Okay. And he and he's the corner like who like try to go out with her or they went out or some shit. And then and then while they're doing the autopsy, fucking right, right. Quinn bites him. Yeah, yeah. he's that's he's the dude who's in the fucking pit. And he says, oh, what's happened to me? Well, I've never felt like this. And he he goes from American to straight up having a weird European accent. And I don't know why the fuck that is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't even remember that sequence. So, like, I mean, I kind of remember it, but I don't. So, I can't really comment like, on it.
1: She, like, kicks him in the face and, like, takes a, a lump of bone and, like, kind of pulls herself out and he's yelling at her, going, Karen!
0: Like, you know what I'm talking about? No, I... No, I see, that's what I'm saying. The, this sequences with that character were so just, like, I don't remember them. You know what I mean? I no. think
1: that was that was such a weird week. Buddy. It is weak. <laughs> Um. All right. Blade two. So yeah, the actors that they in some
0: instances and at the time some of these people weren't who they are now. Too, I want to put that out there to start. Very true. Because and the biggest one of that sentence would be Norman Reedus as Scud.
1: I think. I would. uh, I would actually probably say that Donnie Yen. See, I don't... Okay, I'm not as familiar with him. What is he... He's the blind not-Jedi in Rogue One.
0: Oh! Okay, but... And and that's a big role. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to discredit him that way, but to be, you know... When you go back to Norman Reedus, to be one of the main characters on The Walking Dead... For as long True. as he was. that, I'm not taking away from Donnie Yen, but I mean, because you're right, that's a big role, that, that Rogue One role. But like, I think if you pulled 10 people and said Donnie Yen, Norman Reedus, they're going to know Reedus.
1: Because- yeah, I, I would agree with that, but I would also say that out of, I would still say Ron Perlman is probably higher ranked than Norman Reedus.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm saying from like well-known right now. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: I would say Ron Perlman's still pretty well. Yeah, because well there is
0: there is Sons of Anarchy as well as Hellboy. Sons of Anarchy,
1: especially Hellboy. When, yeah. when the new trailer for when the new Hellboy came out, everyone was like, everyone was uh, passing around that meme of um, of uh, Steve Carell from Anchorman. Did you, yeah, I mean, we're not fans of it, but remember, there's a part where Steve Carell's character looks at someone else who's filling in for Ron Burgundy and says, you're not Ron. And they are using that meme. Oh, that's awesome. For when the new trailer for, for that's that funny. Hellboy
0: came out, you're like, you're not Ron. You're not Ron. Yeah, no. Well, and, and you know, we can talk about Hellboy another day But Ron Perlman's really good in that. and And he was good in this. And actually, the first time I saw it, and I'm pretty sure I saw Blade two before I saw Hellboy just because I think they came out first. but um is I would have never put those two together. It wasn't until I watched it this time that I looked at it and went, is that Ron Perlman and then i I looked it up on IMDB and sure enough, I was right.
1: but see, I think I knew Ron Perlman's voice more than I before I ever connected that voice goes with that face because he was Clayface. I think in the animated series about. Um, I'll look. I'll I'll check that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he did a lot of uh, voice work. He was yeah did a lot of voice work, and he also was. You never really saw his face. Like he was on a like a fucking soap opera of Beauty and the Beast with I do know that with Linda Hamilton, fucking the original Sarah Connor, and it's him in like lion beast makeup. He's
0: got thirteen projects. Right now, either just completed or in post production.
1: Oh, the dude works so goddamn much. That's he... nuts. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah. saying anything bad about him, but that's nuts. Oh no, he he's he's good at what he does. I really oh, like he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he would actually be a really good like if. Let me put it this way, and I don't mean to say it in, Holy spoken, but it's like shit. If they were never, if they were gonna do like Batman Beyond and they were gonna make it low budget, he would fucking kill as old as older Bruce Wayne.
0: Oh yeah, I would be okay with that. I totally would be okay. Did you know, by the way, though, that he was Alfred in the new Teen Titans? <laughs> what? The voice? Because it's an animated movie, but the new uh, TV oh, show? Oh no,
1: no, I did not know that. That's yeah. such a bizarre.
0: He's Sinestro in the Green Lantern TV series. Oh, that, see that? That makes.
1: Okay, so
0: I'm looking at this, man. And look, first, I say this with all love in the world because I actually love Ron Perlman. I think he's a great actor, and I love his voice, to your point. He right. is a fucking whore, though, because he is all over the place, dude. Like, he'll do anything, and, and I don't blame him because I would do it, too. But still, to your point, he was um Clayface. You were right. Cool. Um, He played somebody else, too. I just lost it. Give me a second. Here we go. Um, I... Matt Hagen, I think it's Clayface's like alter
1: ego, isn't it? So that's no, no. It's uh, Clayface's alter ego is. I think it according to the way no, it's written it's, here. It's, it's Basil Carlo.
0: Well, it says every episode where he was Clayface, he was also Matt Hagen. So I think maybe in the animated well, series they changed it. Maybe,
1: I don't know. Um, i not unless he's a different.
0: It could be a different uh, character. Yeah, I mean, and then he's also a character called Driller.
1: I don't know Driller. Yeah, I
0: don't know Driller either. But then going you know, forward...
1: He, well, God. Surprisingly, he should have been... If he hasn't, I would have uh, begged him to be uh, the mutant leader from the Dark Knight Returns adaptation. or the mutant? I
0: Yeah, I don't think he is. I'll see if I can find it again. But all right, going forward, he played the Hulk in the Fantastic Four animated series. Weird. And then the Iron Man animated series. It was a brief animated series in 96 for Iron Man, and he played the Hulk in that as well, um, as yeah, well as Banner. This. Like, he played both sides of that. Um, but then if you go further up, he comes back to the DC universe, and he played Clayface in, like, three different series, including the saying. Brave and the Bold. Um, oh. And then, where did I? lost a hold second.
1: Uh, da, 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 da. A- he must have been drawn to Clayface because he's always under prosthetics. Yeah. So for him, it's just like, oh, I totally get Clayface. He,
0: he also played a character and now I'm sure you haven't seen it because you're not a big fan, but Steph would probably know this if she was there. I know she's not there with you today. Um Star Trek Nemesis, the one with um Tom Hardy as the main
1: villain. Really?
0: Yeah, it's a TNG movie. It's it's that cast. It's it's Picard. Is is it it called
1: Nemesis? I thought it was called like like Insurrection or Resurrection. There there is
0: that one too. They they made four with that cast. Nemesis is the one where he's a um a not a Romulan. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a Romulan who is. Genetically created to look like Picard and aged quickly. He was supposed—they were supposed to capture and kill Picard and replace him with um uh, fucking heart, heart. Jesus Christ! Tom I just like Tom blank, Hardy's character. Yeah, Tom Hardy was playing a young Picard, like this okay. genetically created Picard, and he had a Viceroy who was under a shit ton of prosthetics. To your point, and it turns out it was it was him. It was Ron Perlman. I would have never fucking got- known that. Dude,
1: Ron Perlman does a really good Donald Trump.
0: I haven't heard it, but he played Clayface again in uh, Justice League, the TV series, the 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 cartoon show, Mm -hmm. as well as Matt Hagen. See, that's why I think they're together because Hagen's again showing up in this with Clayface. Like it's Clayface slash Hagen.
1: So (laughs) I'm um, sure there's different incarnations of Clayface. There might be. Yeah, my, my understanding is that the original. Playface's name is Basil Carlo because it's a play on Boris Karloff.
0: Okay. That yeah, well then um, they maybe they did that. But then he also played um Orion, who I'm not familiar with, but um, and then just really was he wearing not... his belt. Yeah. There's two two more I want to point out and I'll stop. But th- this is the interesting. Thing. So then he goes back to Marvel for a video game called the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which I've actually played. Oh, yeah. it. it was terrible. That's
1: a that's a good uh, it it's, was all right. I mean
0: it was okay. But he's, he's Blonsky Abomination. He's Abomination in that. So he played the Hulk in the cartoon show. He plays Abomination in the video game. I, I can see that. And then starting, with Teen, starting with Teen Titans,
1: he's
0: he played Slade. He's oh, really? Yeah. I can see that. So.
1: Well, that was, for this. Yeah, for, play, I'm what, sorry. Right? I didn't mean to go
0: off on a whole thing, but it really is. Just like wow,
1: <laughs> and he, shit, uh,
0: he was Killer Croc and Bane in a thing called the Batman. I don't think I saw that one.
1: The Batman was the one where like the Joker looked like a fucking like monkey clown thing.
0: I don't think I saw that, but he was Killer Croc in that one.
1: I could see that, yeah. I didn't love, I didn't like that. The Batman, it was them trying to reboot, and it's when uh, Reno Romano. Uh, plays Batman, and it's just you look at it and you're like, God damn, it's like someone's copying someone else's homework and changing a lot, and then they get they still get a failed grade. Yeah, I look at it, but
0: in this movie, like, like, in the like, in Blade like 2, like the joke, God, sorry,
1: I, I was just saying the biggest comparison is like the Joker, you go from Mark Hamill Joker, and then nothing against uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who voices the Batman's Joker. It's so weird. He he looks he's like barefooted and he's kind of like a monkey and he's got like multicolored dreads and and he just looks bizarre I've seen that. Yeah, I saw part of it. And he's and he, and like he's he's basically trying to copy Mark Hamill without being Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill so Mark yeah. Hamill's like this and then this guy's like, "Oh, well, I'm the Joker." Like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. what? So, like he but, made it his
0: own without uh, right. Anyways. But in this movie, he he's playing like a shitty just. He's playing a white supremacist. Basically, yeah. Except he's playing against... a
1: fucking white supremacist vampire. Right. Yeah. And and Who then really cares about being pure blood.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't one. I don't think was he? Was he supposed to be a pure blood? Because that wasn't clear to me.
1: They did say that because the blood pack when they're going into the the house of pain nightclub. Yeah they say, look at all these fucking assholes. Half of them aren't even fucking pure blood. Let's just kill them all, just in case.
0: Oh, well, that's true. I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: Reinhardt, like, the first thing he says to Blade is, do you blush?
0: Yeah, I didn't quite get that
1: reference. It's him being a racist. Oh, okay.
0: I I would have never put that together. I'm not saying you're wrong.
1: (laughs) it's, It's him being, like, look at that facial hair. That is... Very much neo-Nazi.
0: Yeah, it is. No, it is. Um, Matthew Schultz is also in this movie, which I don't expect you to know that name. And to be honest with you, he's not that big of an actor and he hasn't done a whole lot with all respect to him because I'm sure he's done quite a bit of like these bit parts. But he was coming off a major role in the first Fast and the Furious movie. Like it was literally the year before. And right. <laughs> it's the guy who basically hangs out with Reinhold Hart the whole time. He's the blonde that hangs out with Reinhardt.
1: I do recognize him. I kept saying, who the fuck is that guy? He's from the just go to Nutrasystem.com slash Thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrasystem.com slash Thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrasystem.com slash Thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrasystem.com slash Thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April Fourth, twenty twenty-two. For official rules, visit nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem Inc.
0: Appearance in Fast Five, I think it is. If you saw that one, the one in Brazil where they robbed the a, a Rio. It's in Rio de Janeiro, and they robbed the the drug lord or whatever.
1: That's um, the one where they like like drag the fucking ta- uh, the, safe. Uh, the safe around. Yeah,
0: that one. He's in that one. All
1: those uh, yeah, okay. All those movies, are, I I don't care.
0: That's the it's first so one with The Rock too. Actually, just a put it together
1: um he was cool but then i was like oh god
0: i dude I, it's actually one of my favorite of the series but anyway that's beside the point um but he was coming off the first fast and the furious into that so i think you know the, the, i think he was hoping with all respect to him that that was going to be like you know from fast and the furious into blade 2 it was going to be you know a thing for him for his career so you know <laughs> um but going back to scud I love that character. Like he ends up being a shithead, but I actually liked the character and the way that he played it. Like I was a fan of Scott. I wish I almost wish they didn't do what they did with the character, because I would have liked to have seen him continue as part of the crew.
1: Um, I can agree with that. I do like the fact they drop a it's a Marvel movie making a DC reference when he says The Dark Knight returns
0: Oh shit, I didn't even You're right. I remember that sequence, but I wouldn't I didn't think of it at the time I was watching it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I love the fact that he's like watching the Powerpuff Girls and smoking a joint as he's yeah. like building shit. That was yep. that was cool. I I liked that
0: if I was going to equate him to a character that we know now, right? Mm-hmm. It, and it's and it's not a apples to apples comparison. So please understand that I'm I'm stretching to make this connection. But Sherry. Like it reminds me of a Shuri type character in that he's no, but no but he's younger. I would, I would. He's a smart ass. He you know, he's cocky, he's shit. You know, I mean that's what Sherry is, but that's what we like about Sherry. Do you know what I'm saying? Like at least that's what I, I, I like mean, about her. But you know I mean, she's not much of a as much of a dirtbag as he is, but you know. That's why I said it uh, yeah. that's that's why I said it's not an apples to apples comparison. You know what I mean? Like it's
1: Yeah, I, I see where you're going. I would probably liken him to like if Q had like a nephew, like Q from James Bond, he, like he had a nephew. Okay. He was taking him to work. Yeah. And the and the kid was just like fucking around, not paying attention, was really smart, but like kept smoking pot. It wasn't like well, that's, living up to his potential.
0: That's kind of what I felt like with with the the comparison to Shuri is like he's like I feel like he's more of a genius than it actually like um portrayed. Like I felt like well, he was that
1: smart. Do you know what I mean? But I would argue that Shuri is a million times smarter than T- uh, sure. T'Challa. But uh, then T'Challa? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I would say Scud's probably smarter than Blade, to be fair. I mean like
1: Not really. Not, you don't not think so? He said, no, because he said, I've been on you since they turned you. So, Well, that's
0: true. That's true. Um,
1: that was a fucking amazing sequence. Was like, it was. Like two uh, things. I've been on you since they turned
0: yep. you. And also, and it's, not a, it's not a dud. Yeah. And he just um, goes, oh, great. But I, yeah, I still did like the character. I did. I, I, I you know, I'm not saying negative things about the fact that he did what they did, but I did like the character. I thought it was a redeeming uh, character.
1: I, I think it was also him coming off of Boondock Saints at the same time. True, true. Because like, he's Reedus known for that too. Yeah. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, one of the things that, again, maybe it's different directors having different ideas. Did it bug you as much as it bugged me how Whistler very clearly killed himself in the end, in the first one. And then they just kind of like rewrote that whole fucking thing for him to appear in the second one.
0: Yeah. Um, I can see the argument they made within the movie itself about how he turned before he actually ended up having turned before he shot himself without knowing it. Wait, hear me out, but it's still weak. And to be honest with you though, I wouldn't blame that on Guillermo. I would blame that on Goyer that's yeah. writing more than it is directing
1: but the argument falls apart if you consider the fact that the gun that blade gave whistler for him to shoot himself in is the same type of gun that would ash a fucking vampire that's true so you're right yeah if he turned into a vampire he would have ashed i that be, unless unless whistler just like has no fucking aim and, like, aimed at the goddamn, like, ceiling, and then just said, ah, oh, fuck it.
0: Do you think... Well, see, they make reference to the fact that he shot himself, because the only the, the only other argument I could make, and it's weak at best, but is that when he... Because you don't actually ever see him shoot himself, you just hear the gun go off, and it's implied that he shot himself, right?
1: Well, his, and then his hand falls dramatically. Right,
0: so what if... What if he goes to lift the gun and like passes out from blood loss and like squeezes the trigger as he's passing out. So he never actually gets the gun pointed to him and then he passes out. So that's where you get the fall. You know what I mean? Like that's the other, like I said, I said it's weak, but it's at least an argument,
1: you know? All right, I'll, I'll, for the sake of argument, I will go with that. But then you're telling me that a group of vampires found Blade's lair, decided to take Whistler anyways. Well, because the what implication I, is that Blade and Karen at the end of the first movie went back to the lair and they were like, Where the fuck is the body of Whistler? Right. Well, I mean,
0: that's the other thing. The, the thing I had a bigger problem with was keeping him in stasis versus letting him just be a vampire. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't why the see that. the
1: fuck did they do that? I,
0: I, that I have no ar- no understanding of why.
1: It, it really boils down to the fact that they did not expect expect to make a sequel. And then everyone's like, oh, dude, you gotta make a sequel. And we love Judy Whistler. Whistler. Yeah, and David S. I, like, ah, oh, shit, how do I do I this? Mean,
0: the only argument I could come up with for keeping him in stasis is that he wouldn't... You then wouldn't go try to... Like, if he was just a vampire, maybe he would go back to Blade as a vampire. You know, that's the only...
1: I think it's more likely he would kill himself.
0: Well, and yeah, but then... Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't... You know, unless they were using him as bait, because it sounded like they were using him as bait to bring him in for this mission that they ultimately bring him in on for.
1: And then they, f- and then they failed on.
0: Right. Well, they failed Which... because it turns out it was all, you know, bullshit spoilers. But you know, like.
1: It's, it's so bizarre. Like It, it really I, is just David Escobar. being like, oh, fuck. How do I rewrite the wheel here? Well,
0: there's one thing that I have to blame on Guillermo that I didn't like, and that's that Niss's father is supposed to be like a pureblood, and he looks like a monster. Well, the purebloods from the first one just looked like humans that were vampires.
1: I would, I think I would argue the fact that maybe he was so fucking old that in the first blade we just never saw old as fuck purebloods. Well, but and maybe uh, der, uh der, what's his name? Der, dem, deris- Demaskinos or something.
0: Demaskinos. Demaskinos is I. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's as That's yeah, whatever. But yes, hey, if you don't know who we're talking about at this point, go watch the movie.
1: The the fucking Greek Reaper. The Greek Reaper. Yeah.
0: Now here's the only like. I can go with you on that argument because of because of Underworld, Mm -hmm. which is not a Blade movie, obviously, but you've seen those.
1: You know there wouldn't be an underworld if there wasn't for Blade, that's for damn sure.
0: Oh, for sure. No question. But you saw those movies, right? Or at least the first Mm -hmm. one. You know. And that whole thing where they put them in the you know, for every like hundred years or whatever, they revive one of the three originals or whatever. Yeah. Like it's that might be kind of like similar so that's where I can kind of make the connection you're trying to do but I still didn't like it I thought it was a bad choice um it,
1: I don't really know if I blame guillermo I thought yeah I did kind of think of it was like
0: well Guillermo's also, a
1: creature kind of guy
0: though like that's his influence I feel like you know well, yeah he
1: also did the strain which right, I that's... haven't seen but like that uh, he used basically the same basis of the Reapers as like the vampire in The, uh, the string. Right. But you could argue... I think my argument's pretty sound that uh, Gascamino, so whatever the fuck his name is, is so old because his blood is green. Right. Right.
0: So maybe Which he I really just... Kind of had a problem with, too, but that's beside I point.
1: also had a fucking problem with him, but you gotta admit, I was fucking cool about how, like, when uh, Jared Nomad fucking drains him, he just cracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, they were definitely so cool good. parts. And... Listen, I I like that guy that played the Reaper. You know what I mean? Jared Whatever. Nomak. What's that?
1: Jared Nomak is the character's hmm. name. I don't know who the actor's name. Is.
0: Luke Goss hmm. is the character. Is the actor's isn't, name?
1: Isn't, isn't Luke Goss in like The Hobbit or something?
0: Oh, I'm looking that up for you right now because I, well, I I was curious I might, myself, I'm, I, so
1: I'm pulling think, it I up. Of, I think I'm thinking of Lee Face. Actually. Oh, well, but Luke okay. Goss, I want to say, was like. He was I think the antagonist in like Hellboy 2 The Golden Army. I think he was like uh, I think he plays basically the same fucking like role. What car-
0: what year was Hellboy 2? Oh yeah, here it is. Prince Nuada. That was him. Yep. Which might be um, the only thing I recognize that he's been in to be, to be honest with you besides Blade. Um But yeah, but I, early- I but I liked him. I thought I thought he played the character well. I liked it.
1: Well, earlier we were talking about like how we rank them, and I said my favorite villains are two, one, three. Yes. Uh, so you're talking about the, him then? I'm talking about Jared. I'm talking about okay. Nomak. because because yes, he's bloodthirsty, but he's also he's he's an anti-villain, if I had to coin it, the uh, or not coin it, but label him. Yeah. Because he's he's not even about going after humans. He feels wrong. He he is yeah, the Frankenstein and he was. monster. Let's, yeah. let's be fair, he was. <laughs> yeah, he's the Frankenstein monster out for revenge for his father. Now, the question is, is because I don't know if they ever really explicitly make it clear, was he a test tube vampire with all the genetics, or was he a vampire who was uh experimented on?
0: I I felt like he was honestly test a test tube. tube vampire. Yeah, that's how I would have well,
1: that but then the implication is that he was like in a lab and Das Caminos was fucking going down and being a quote unquote father to him, giving him the ring, you know, being paternal. And then so, and then what unleashing on the fucking world? I, there's a lot of unclearness of that relationship. Oh, sure. But but ultimately, I have to say that Nomak is an interesting character because he just wants to fucking he's he is. It, it gives off the impression that he's in pain. That what he's going through as a reaper is agonizing. That he is, he's always got the sniffles. Remember in the opening scene, he's like sniffing and crying. He kind of seems sickly.
0: I felt like that was an act to get into the place. Like, I felt like that was a ruse. Like, I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think that was how he actually was. I think he was using that to get in because they were pulling from the homeless and the addicts that were on the street. So I feel like he was playing the role to get into this, into that room where he goes. That, that was my True. interpretation of it.
1: It could also be the fact that he hadn't fed. It could be that as well.
0: uh, Yeah. I mean, that's certainly 100% a possibility. And it could even be a combination of the two where he was actually feeling kind of shitty and then played it up to get into the room. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been both. So, I, I, yeah.
1: I, my question is, is that the Reaper strain is modified DNA, but then jumping to uh, Trinity for I think you're
0: going where I was, yeah,
1: go ahead. Why? Why does Dracula have the same fucking predator appendage fucking thing?
0: Yes, and then also why did the, the dogs?
1: Because they use the same like. That's what I'm saying. Is like they yes, it was destroyed torn. that
0: whole strain in two. Whistler blew it up,
1: and and maybe Whistler didn't. There was one that he missed. Maybe, but that whole maybe. thing blew
0: up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some there's some gaps there for sure. So I and, and I
1: unless. Unless the, the argument is that the Reaper strain originated with Dracula because he is the first for all vampires, whether they're a Reaper or not. Yep. And maybe Gasconinos or fucking whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Dragoninos, uh, fucking took, uh, had, like, he was old buddies with Dracula because of yeah. the same fucking age. They just had a little bit of, like, Dracula semen and, like,. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know the relationship, man. Maybe that's why it's blood. We're green, just gonna
0: dude. move on to Trinity at this point. I think. Um,
1: um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in Blade too that is. Well,
0: nice. I guess the only other thing from Two that we want to maybe discuss, and I don't know how much you want to get into it, is the relationship between Nissa and Blade because it really I thought I
1: was so goddamn forced. Did you really? Okay. Oh. F- you know, when I read like interesting trivia about this in the first two movies, especially and even the third one, they try to write a sex scene with Blade and then the respected female co-star, right. which means they try to write a sex scene of Wesley Snipes and Jessica Biel. And then ultimately, they're like, no, that's not OK. Let's just let's just let's, let's just scrap it. We don't really need to see Blade fucking. Uh, they really try to put a sex scene between Blade and Nissa. And I'm like, where the fuck would that a fit? Yeah. I, when I, when he, when she's smoldering in his arms, he's just gonna <laughs> pump one out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he's gonna put his his sword in her sheath, like.
0: Let's go on to three. Let's just just move on. There's no yeah.
1: Um. So my favorite Patton Oswalt movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, to your point about um, it being the most. Non blade blade movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they definitely tried to push the team, which we'll get into that in a minute. But can we quickly run through the list of stars that are in this one? Cause compared to all the other ones, this has the most well recognized. They may not all be well recognized names, but you see them and you go, oh shit, that person or oh shit, that person. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, with the biggest the, one I mean- for me would be Drake. I didn't even put that together until I watched it. Not biggest um, in terms of well known, but the one that stunned me the most. That's what I mean by biggest.
1: oh, the the biggest surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would have to. Well, I mean, I would have to say Patton Oswalt was a big fucking surprise. It was, but do you know who Drake is? Dominic Purcell is that his fucking yeah. name? Yeah. Who is? Do you know who that is? He's from Prison Break, as far as I know.
0: He's also from Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Oh, he is because I kept thinking that the other guy from Prison Break, uh, it's, it Wentworth, is, what I is, forget is, is, is Captain Cold. That's ca- so right. Both both those motherfuckers are in the fuck. Oh, yeah, Captain Cold's the
0: that. other guy from Prison Break, and Purcell's from Prison Break. I do know that. I'm with you there, but he's also the the fire guy who I only know him by his real name. I don't know him by his like by his like moniker. But yeah, his moniker, like so, I know him as 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 Rory. You know, that's who he's. All right. Um, and he's on, okay. Legend. he started on Flash and now he's on Legends.
1: Okay. I didn't know they were, bo- I'm so fucking, I, I guess I do remember seeing him on Flash. but I, I'm so, I, you know, basically just restart the goddamn show. Um, Which on Flash or Legends? I never started Legends, so Flash.
0: Oh, I thought you watched Legends. My bad. No, Um. No. This is the first um, movie I saw Jessica Biel in. That's by far the first movie I think I saw her in.
1: I would probably agree. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot. Of, um, I may have seen. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Wouldn't because, I didn't see that. Well, I saw Blade Trinity in theaters with Michael.
0: Okay, you know so, what? It's I don't see. I'm trying to remember when I saw Trinity because she's also in The Illusionist with Ed Norton.
1: That's 2006.
0: It is, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to remember if I saw The Illusionist before. I like, I didn't see any of these Blade movies in theater. Like, I saw them all later, so...
1: Well, I saw the old... Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Wolko couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on the CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW50, Washington CW. Illusionist on DVDs. So I must have seen I yeah, I may I must have seen Blade Trendy before. Uh, before anything else. Although I did think I saw like an episode of Seventh Heaven that she was on. Yeah,
0: she was she was in quite a few episodes.
1: Well, then she got fired because she like posed nude for a fucking thing or something.
0: Which by the way, I don't care. That sour sequence is one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking movie.
1: Where you barely see anything?
0: It's still something. I have an imagination. I can use it. It's fine.
1: Alright, alright. I mean, it had more imagination than the entire remake of Total Recall she was in.
0: I didn't see that, though. There you go. Um, The last thing I saw her in was the AT movie.
1: Stephanie, I was trying to tell who Jessica because Stephanie doesn't, like, Who's that? I'm gonna be like, oh, Jessica Biel. She was in this. I never saw that. uh, Jessica Biel was in this. And then she like described Jessica Biel to me like narrow face, pouty lips. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I think she's the chick in 18. I'm like, I haven't seen that. So of course it's the fucking one movie that I haven't seen. That's how you know her from.
0: Well, that's not how I know. I mean, Steph or me. Steph. No, Steph. Steph, Steph,
1: Steph and I, we do this all the time. Where I'm like, like for example, Robert De Niro. She's like, who's Robert De Niro? I know my name. I don't know the. No, I'm just giving you yeah, an yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got to, I got to, I got to. I'm like, all right, good fellas. Uh, Kate Fear, Taxi Driver. She's like, oh, you mean the dude from Mr. Meet the Parents?
0: Right. Um. Well, she was on New Girl as well, if that helps. She was on an no, episode of New Girl. that doesn't help at all. Doesn't help at all. Okay. No. Anyway, um, moving on.
1: <laughs> he's doing a grill.
0: So moving on to the other people that are in this though, so, like I mean you got obviously we'll hit we'll get to the, the the obvious one in a minute because there is an obvious one that we both know and everybody should hear about and we'll probably have the most to talk about. But I mean right. even Triple like
1: H. um I'm trying to about
0: Triple H, yes, that's the one. Um yeah. Parker Posey, right? Well Parker that's not the one I was gonna talk about either, actually. But Natasha ta- Leone? No, no, but Natasha Leone is she the one from... Because I don't recognize yes. the name. Is she the one from American Pie? Yes. Okay, that's the one I wanted to talk about, because that stunned me, too, to see her. Like, I didn't... And I thought that none of these are new to me this time. I saw them all the first time I watched it. But, like, that was another one I didn't see coming. Um, is it just
1: me, or did they make her character blind to make a joke about her being blind as a bat?
0: I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. Um...
1: I feel like there was the, someone else. I don't I know. Like now, here's something
0: else. Here's something interesting. You, you've you looked on an uh, IMDb before where it'll have a character, and it'll have the actor, and sometimes in parentheses, they'll say as, and it'll say another name, and it's usually like a spelling difference or something. You've seen that? Sure. Or in yeah. this instance, like right now on IMDb, it says Paul Levesque, but that's Triple H. Like they changed to, right. to Paul Levesque. The girl who played Zoe, the little girl, the,
1: the little girl, yeah, the little
0: girl. In the IMDb, it says Ginger Broach. I guess is how you would say, it. and I'm only saying that because I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's B R O A T C H. So I'm thinking Broach. Broach, yeah. In parentheses, as Haley Page,
1: like not even close. Wait, the character's name is Zoe, right? But then, there's, but her the- okay. So her stage name is Haley Page. I
0: guess, but maybe she's not using that anymore. So So, she was
1: credited as Haley Page and then went back to her real fucking name. uh,
0: That's, yeah, but it's just, that's weird. Usually I'll see like a spelling difference or something, you know, like, or like, like from the last one, Matthew Schultz, the guy who played the the blonde that I was telling you about from Mm Fast and the Furious, he's now Chris credited as Matt Schultz. But in the thing right. it says Matthew Schultz, because in the movie he went by Matthew. That's you know what I'm saying? Like You know
1: you know what my favorite of those is? What's that? Nicholas Coppola becoming Nicholas Cage.
0: True, true. Yeah. But that's still Nicholas. Do you know what I'm saying? Like
1: Yeah, but it's not like even spelled Nicholas with an H, like N I C H O L A S. It's it's dropping the H.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: it's, it's still like Nicholas.
0: Yeah, I get it. But you know what I'm saying, I think. Um, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, we'll back up and go to the obvious. And that's, it's Ryan Reynolds, man. Like, he steals this (laughs) fucking movie. Hands down.
1: Uh, He stole the movie to the point where, would it really have been called Blade? It should have just been called, what was it? The Night Stalkers? The Night Stalkers.
0: Night Stalkers
1: and i could see that like they try to make this a night stalkers movie to set up a night stalkers spin-off
0: or yeah or at least blade night stalkers or something like that for the fourth one you know whatever sure um here's the interesting thing about the night stalkers so the night stalkers are a real thing from the comic book true um and i was looking that up and it it actually started from Blade being a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. during the Civil War Mm -hmm. um, storyline, but then he goes off and does the Night Stalker thing.
1: At one point, he... You have have a roster in front of you? Yes,
0: I do, and that's what I wanted to tell you because it's crazy. You ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. So it's Blade. That's Mm -hmm. Ghost Rider, Blaze, Morbius, Doctor Strange, and the Darkhold Redeemers, who I'm not familiar with. Holy shit yeah
1: wait wait wait. so you get blade and then also morbius so you get two vampire hybrid thieves. yep along with who is who's the leader of that fucking group uh
0: it doesn't stay so i er, stay it doesn't say (laughs) i can talk really um
1: we're running a podcast here buddy
0: yeah right i'm a talker um
1: (laughs) i'm a talker not a fighter yeah right um but yeah dude like that's crazy like so you have Ghost Rider and Blaze, two people that are like on with skull fireheads.
0: And Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a strong character in the comic books. Like he He's a big he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like
1: Yeah, that's surprising.
0: That's a so, heavy fucking cast of people. Now, that's only one incarnation of the Night Stalkers, according to this. In another version, there is Hannibal King, who Ryan Reynolds plays.
1: Well, it's if we're really being honest, Ryan Reynolds is playing Deadpool hunting vampires. Well, yes, King but I'm saying the character like name. He's significantly older.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm saying the character name that he played. I'm not sure. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. He was. He was because this came out before Origins for sure. Yeah. So this is Vampol. Vampol. I, I think. I think Vamp Wilder got him this role, for sure. I think this is this is Vamp Wilder. Vamp Wilder, <laughs> Vamp Wilder, Vamp Wildpool. Um,
1: but uh, it just as long no, as it's not Green Lantern, it's, it's Green, Green Lantern. Van right. turn. Actually, that wasn't as bad as it. We keep defending it, but it's still uh, it's it's okay.
0: I would like to see a redo. I would. Which, by the way, going back to we've talked about this off and on throughout multiple episodes. Did you see that they announced for certain that um, Jon Stewart is showing up in Crisis on Infinite Earths?
1: No, I haven't, yeah. I haven't been following that, really? The,
0: yeah, and, and the guy who plays Diggle is playing him. What? Well, because he is Jon Stewart in another version, like in a, a cartoon. Like, he voices Jon Stewart. Oh. So, they're actually I'm, bringing I'm him-
1: so far fucking behind on all the... Arrowverse? Uh, Arrowverse, yeah.
0: Well, you know who Diggle is, though. We've talked about him before. You know who I'm talking about.
1: Dude, my dad knows who Diggle is. Well, that's what I'm saying. If
0: your dad knows Diggle, then you do, too. But yeah, they're bringing him in, and he's going to play um, John Stewart Green Lantern in this thing.
1: That's cool. I'm all yeah.
0: for it. Um, anyway, getting back to so, the yeah, Night Stalkers. Ryan, and, Ryan and
1: fucking Reynolds.
0: He he really kills this whole dude. He, he really is amazing in and i think he gets the role as deadpool in origins from this i do yeah i agree and then ultimately he gets the backlash he gets about that portrayal of deadpool which really isn't his fault as far as i'm concerned but that's another conversation and therefore deadpool gets made
1: if you are being honest this is him trying to play Deadpool in every movie that he possibly could until he gets the Deadpool that he finally perfected it.
0: Right, but what, I, what I've read about um, Deadpool... Well, not Deadpool, but about Ryan Reynolds's interaction with the character of Deadpool, I don't think he was aware of him at this point.
1: He was on the set of Blade Trinity. David S. Goyer gave him a copy of Deadpool on okay. the set of Blade Trinity and said, you gotta fucking like go for this
0: yeah and sure enough we got it you know
1: can i can i uh say a little bit more about behind the scenes yeah please so i kept saying that wesley snipes you very audibly see uh doesn't want to be in this movie because he's very heavily not in this movie as often as the other two films sure. this really is the jessica beale ryan reynolds power is really what this
0: Yeah, it's like you said, setting up for a Night Stalker's either spinoff or sequel.
1: Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes hated David S. Goyer being picked as director. Uh, I guess the argument was, well, he wrote the script so he could direct. I mean, not really. I personally don't like give David S. Goyer as much praise as everybody else does. I, I find a lot of what he says... I mean, I, I respect the fact that he's a comic book nut and I understand that I, but I also think he makes sometimes great decisions for comic books and he also makes really fucking awful like sentiments about, like, I, he made a quote where he said the only reason why she Hulk was created was so the Hulk could have sex with somebody. Like he comes off very, yeah, not misogynistic, but very, sexist and then when he was like when they were like you're that was a really sexist comment he said oh fuck you suck my dick like he really just i gotta i gotta admit like i respect someone who owns their thought process and sure you know (laughs) but at the same time it's like you're okay so what you're just saying is that you're an asshole and you're not denying it um like he also had a quote about batman saying in my you know in my world batman could be gang raped in prison we're like why the fuck would that be a thing dude he
0: also came out even though he didn't i think he did didn't he come out and say something about batman killing even though he didn't have anything to do with well he had something to do
1: with oh snyder
0: oh that was snyder okay my Mm -hmm. fault yeah i got my people confused
1: although i think both of them i think they both were of the same thing like get over it fuck you you fuckers like no.
0: Well, that leads me to something I kind of wanted to talk about, and that—that's going into the next Blade movie. That obviously we know little to nothing about, except for who's playing Blade at this point.
1: But but I but I still have more background. Sharing. Oh, I'm sorry. F- finish that first, please. So, to the, Patton Oswalt confirmed this. He said uh, Wesley Snipes refused to speak to David S. Boyer in person. He refused to talk to him. And he would write notes on post-it notes and sign them as blade and have like his assistant bring like a conversation to David S. Goyer and David and he, and apparently Wesley sense was also in his trailer smoking copious amounts of marijuana.
0: Well, here's the he thing I would just be curious. Be there. Here's the thing I would just be curious about. Right. And, you know, Goyer's involved in all three of these movies. He only directed the one, and I know that. But he was involved in all three of these. You got to imagine yeah. he was on set for a good majority of the sure. movies. So why is it suddenly three when it all goes to shit?
1: That's what I'm saying. Is I think I think Wesley, despite what he says, I think Wesley was like, huh, "I got to get out of this." He may have said, "Okay, I think David is a talented writer." Because David Oscorio wrote Blade with Wesley Snipes in mind. Like they originally wanted to do it to give it to Lawrence Fishburne. They wanted to do it to LL Cool J. Like that was the number one. But he said, no, fuck you guys. It's got to be Wesley Snipes. And he wrote Blade with Wesley Snipes in mind and his voice. And I think there are writers and there are directors and you can yeah. see the difference. You know, if, if, if a talented directors try, try writing. I think that's a little bit easier instead of writing to directing. It's a whole other language. Right. And I think David S. Goyer, I think, I mean, I'm not going to say he shouldn't have done it, but I'm, I'm saying the difference is David S. Goyer is a little bit more experienced now, but well, I think okay. back then he was just wet behind the years.
0: He's only, he's only directed four movies. He's only directed seven things total. And he's only right. directed four movies. The other three were T V shows and episodes of them. So, so the ba- first,
1: So basically Blade Trinity is the only movie he's directed, is what you're saying.
0: Unless you know Zigzag, The Invisible, but, or The Unborn? Uh no. Okay, then yes, to your question.
1: <laughs> uh what else? There's some more background shit. I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. Uh oh, um uh Wesley Snipes apparently did not like Ryan Reynolds to the point where he, to the point where he called him a cracker.
0: (laughs) And they wrote that dislike into the script, if you remember. So yeah,
1: he said to uh, Ryan Reynolds, he said, you know, you'd live longer if you didn't talk so much.
0: Well, I will tell you this real quick because one of the things I did when I went back and watched these is I went over to the bonus features. Now I didn't watch most of them because I didn't have time. But the only one of these, well, let me phrase it this way. Blade Trinity was the only one to have a blooper reel. I bet. And most of it is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And the one specifically is, do you remember the sequence where it's right after he's met the Night Stalkers and they're going out hunting during the daytime and Jessica Buell's making the um, playlist Yeah. in the back seat. And he in the movie the line is I prefer Hasselhoff, you know. Right. There's like seven different sequences of on the blooper reel of different. It's it's like the Jane on Bob thing when he's going, you're a couple fuckholes. And they show like if you watch the blooper, there's like ten outtakes of him doing different things. It's the same concept of that, and he's like, one of them's like. I prefer Clay Aiken because I kind of look like him. And there's, you know, there's another. He does like six of them. And it's hysterical. Right. And you can, you know, I'm not saying that Wesley's in the car for, but it's it's definitely, you know.
1: Oh, I can guarantee that Wesley Snipes, like, was not even in half the filming.
0: Yeah, like, probably not.
1: Unless you see Wesley and them in the same shot. He's not even there. I, 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 he's not even there. Yeah. Uh, there is one part that was completely unimprovised by Ryan Reynolds that they kept in the movie. And you see Wesley Snipes' genuine reaction, which is like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Was he said, also just a thought you might want to consider blinking once in a while. <laughs> I remember that part. And blade and blade looks at him. He's like, motherfucker, what'd you say? And they just, <laughs> wa- and then Ryan wrote, says, sorry, I had a, uh, a lot of sugar today. Yeah. And then blade walks off and he looks at um, Abigail and he says, he hates me. Right. Yeah. like, yeah, and that was, like, basically Ryan Reynolds being like, Wesley Snipes doesn't like Right, me. well, that's
0: the part I was talking about where it was written into the script. Now, whether that was improvised yeah. or not, is
1: it's yeah. in the movie, you know? So, um, look... It, how, do you, how do you feel about Whistler being a fucking glorified cameo and also having Dracula have the appearance of him? Did you find that disrespectful like I did?
0: No, I didn't. Um... I, I think the cameo was a good way to set up Whistler's daughter without it just being thrown in your face. I felt like, you know. Um,
1: Isn't is the name Whistler's daughter like a fucking movie or something? I, oh, I don't never, know. But her name's Whistler's Abigail. Daughter's... I mean,
0: she has a name. It's Abigail. But
1: I, I know, but Whistler's daughter just sounds. I, I
0: might be onto something.
1: I'm looking it up now. I got you. But they, um, but they also set up like, the fact that he had a couple daughters. Right. And they died. So that means this other daughter is born out of wedlock. She said that. She did, oh, I haven't seen the. Tri- I haven't seen Trinity. Uh, they long
0: uh, well, no, there's a movie called Hitler's Daughter, but no Whistler's Daughter. So maybe that's the one you're thinking of. I don't know. No. Um. Anyway, yeah. At one point, because they address it directly, Blade says to her, "I thought Whistler's family was killed by vampires," and she goes, "Oh, they were." I was born out of wedlock.
1: Got it. She. Yeah. Uh, this is what I discovered. It's not Whistler's daughter. It's Whistler's mother. It's that painting of that old lady oh, sitting yeah. in a fucking chair. Yeah,
0: I know that. Yeah, I know that painting. Um, so that
1: that just threw me off. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But anyway. Um. Yeah. It's it. They they definitely addressed that in the movie. Like it. But no. To your point about the. Drake looking like him? No, that's a great way to break past the system, because it's clear Whistler had been there before he died. Oh, so, you're
1: right. They did like a retinal scan or something. And not only that, but just the fact
0: that he had been there before, because he remember that's where that, that's where he gets the the the. Well, see, you nice haven't product. seen him. No, the inhaler that the new serum delivery. System that
1: uh-huh. in the
0: third movie, he, he gets a serum by like putting this thing in his mouth and biting down on it. It's like a, it puts, it shoots like a gas into his throat that right. he absorbs. And he got that from, um, I think Pat Aswald actually built it, his character. Yeah. And so that implies that Whistler had been to the Night Stalkers at some point. And yeah, also he, he said, set like- up the whole program the night stalkers apparently are multiple cells it's almost like a terrorist cell but in a positive way because they're not you know killing they're killing vampires not people they're like they're not you know out to harm people
1: but i i do have to say one of my favorite parts of this movie is when dracula goes into that vampire shop
0: yeah actually i didn't like that i thought it was stupid i mean i get i get it but i thought it was kind of
1: forced it felt cheesy and forced if I'm really being honest, I don't think Dominic Purcell's Dracula. I, 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 I don't like the fact they call him Drake. I think that's fucking stupid.
0: Well, it's bringing it into modern times, you know, but I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not finding fault with your argument, but it's just bringing it into modern times. So that's what it's about. Um, yeah, that's, that's just my opinion though, you
1: know. But, you know, another reason why we're talking about this is because we talked about Ryan Reynolds' quote cock, juggling, thunderfuck. Thunder thundercon Yeah. And that is just perfect. I Guy still Reynolds always special. thought
0: it was cum guzzling to the point that no. when we watched it today, Deb, it came on and Deb was like, they changed it. And I'm like, no, unfortunately they didn't. We just had it wrong.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, there's another line that I'm looking forward to watching where he he said, uh, I farted and I ate and I had a lot of garlic. Salad so deadly. <laughs> Debby. Yeah, yeah, Uh, There's also when he sees the fucked up, like, Reaper dogs, he goes, fuck me sideways.
0: I actually love that. I used to use that. I used to use that pretty regularly. I
1: I say it a lot, where I'm like, I stub my toe. I'm like, oh, fuck me sideways. Fuck me sideways,
0: sideways. yep. Um, But I want to, you know, we we keep talking about the comparison to Deadpool, and that leads me into the last little bit I want to talk about before we call it a night, and that is, first... Do you think they would? They're gonna make this Blade movie an R-rated movie. Do you think they're gonna stick with the PG-13, or do you think they're gonna kick it to an R?
1: What I think is likely, first off, is there. A, there's a part of me that wants to see a rated R Blade movie with Mahershala Ali. Yeah, but there's. I also think they don't need to make it rated
0: They don't need to. You know what what I mean? No, I'm. I, I agree. I
1: think. I think they can get away with a lot of. Because if you really think about it, the only thing that's really rated R of the first three Blade movies are the f bombs and the blood splatter. The
0: the, the amount of violence, or at least the way it's portrayed, we'll put it that way. Right?
1: Yeah. If you took out all the blood and all the fucks, you could have. You could. You can make uh, Blade a PG thirteen movie because all the vampires smolder and and burn, turn to ash. Yeah. I could see Disney going that route. I would also say, now you haven't seen it, but I could see them going the Buffy route. When Buffy the Vampire Slayer dusts a vampire, it's similar to when Blade stakes, st- kills, whatever, a, um, a vampire. Instead of fiery, smoldering ash, it's just straight up ash. It's right. like brown... Like human, boom, and then uh, vampire, and then skeleton, but like dusty. And then they, they, they turn to dust. Whereas in Blade, it's, you know, looks like they set something on fire and it smoulders. That's basically what it looks like.
0: Right. I so, think they would
1: probably go that route.
0: Right. And that's the thing that leads me to the next thing, which is connected because we've been saying how it's kind of a Deadpool backdoor movie, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's not Deadpool. And the director of Deadpool two, David, is it Lich? Lich, I don't know how to pronounce it.
1: The last name. I don't. I, I honestly don't know.
0: Okay. Well, th- with all respect to his name, because I'm not trying to be shitty about that, he came out just recently and said that Deadpool three does not have to be rated R, and that concerns me because what's you know like. What's made two and three or one and two so good is that they let Deadpool be Deadpool. And right. the, remember, if you remember when we talked about the re-release of two as a PG thirteen movie, and I think they call it "Twas the Night Before Deadpool" or something to that once effect. Once upon a once, once upon, upon a, a yeah, thank you. Once upon a Deadpool, I feared that if that's successful, which it was. That that would give them a green light to do a PG-13 only Deadpool 3. And now it looks like it's going to happen.
1: But it was commercially successful. I don't know if it was critically successful. I think people said we like the original RAID one more. Yeah, I mean, I
0: guess. I mean, here's... This is it. So, let me see. The quote from David says... It's rated R, so that's not necessarily the MCU brand, but he doesn't necessarily need to be R rated R, and Disney don't necessarily need to only make PG-13 movies. So I think we'll find a happy middle ground.
1: I think they should do both. I think they should release an R rated version and a PG-13 version.
0: And that if they do something like that, that's fine, but don't not do the R just because it's now... Technically
1: Disney, that's the right.
0: part that concerns me. You know, I mean,
1: that's what I'm. I mean, it's that thing, it's that thing that I said a year ago, which is just do both. Just yeah. fucking do both, and then ID every kid that tries to go in the R-rated one. And be like, you are clearly not okay to see right. this.
0: Or well, you're allowed R-rated if you're there with uh, uh, an adult. They do let you in, um,
1: right? But you can also tell the fucking adults don't bring your fucking kid to an R-rated movie.
0: True. Um sticking with the MCU, I have one last quick little quick thing I want to talk about and then we're gonna call it a night, and that's the thing that we talked about briefly with Henry on the last episode where we talked about the Trevor Sidery in prison one shot. I um I mm-hmm. actually in the week since we recorded went and watched it. And it's really kind of interesting. I really actually enjoyed it. Have you have you seen it?
1: I saw it uh when it initially came out. And okay. I haven't seen it since.
0: I I didn't even know it existed till we talked about it. So or right before we talked about it. I think I found out about it the day before we recorded. Um mm-hmm. and I watched it and it really kinda makes me interested in seeing that. And honestly my my God's honest opinion, and I don't think they'll do this because I just don't think Kevin Feige will want to do it. That should be the the opening scene for this Ten Rings movie that's going to be coming. Like they should start it with that sequence. Maybe cut off the part with Sam Rockwell, and that's no no disrespect to Sam Rockwell. It just wouldn't fit with the flow of the rest of the movie. But you know, and it's actually a really big part at the very end, so I think they could cut it without doing any damage because it's really like the last shot of the whole short.
1: Yeah, you know. I would agree with
0: that. Um, but the rest of it fits. The only thing that I'd find interesting is the guy who plays the reporter. I don't know how much you remember the short, but the guy who plays the reporter who's interviewing Slattery, who ends up being a Ten Rings member, because remember they tried to assassinate Slattery in prison, is the same guy who loses his legs in Batman v. Superman. The guy that's in the wheelchair that blows up the Senate Scoot, building. What's his name? Scoot Scoot Wilson? Oh, Scoot, Scoot McNary. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoot McNary. It's the same guy. So it'd be interesting to see him jump from DC to Marvel if they do it and if they keep him on the Ten Rings thing. I mean, it all depends. But
1: I mean, dude, Ryan Reynolds made a fucking career going from DC to Marvel, Marvel to DC. So
0: True, true. I
1: so, mean, Hamilton, anyway. King, fucking Green Lantern, Deadpool twice. Yep. Plus, uh, R.I.P.D. using that. Yeah. That's a comic book movie.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I mean, the um, only person
1: who's done more, I think, was Chris Evans.
0: Has he jumped back and forth?
1: Fantastic Four. That's all Marvel. Uh, I know. Fantastic Four, Captain America. Uh, he voiced Casey Jones in TMNT. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah. And he also was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Chris Evans is in that movie? Yeah, he plays uh, one of the boyfriends.
0: I'll have to go back. It's been a while since I've seen it. I actually own it. I like that movie a lot.
1: But, um... um I want to say there's one more. I don't know.
0: Well, anyway. But, all right, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because I, I have concerns about them making an only PG-13 Deadpool. Like, I really do.
1: I I think if they're going to be due PG-13, they have to have at least one F-bomb, but have oh, it yeah. not be, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Which, what the fuck is that line, dude? I don't know. That is like... Even on like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like punny quote, that's pretty fucking bad,
0: dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So anyway, I think we've. Done justice to these three movies and Wesley Snipes and and honestly, oh, the last question I actually did have for you very quickly, and I did bring this up briefly before, but I want on a different episode, but I want to bring it up again for this because it ties in. Do you think, in some capacity, Wesley Snipes should get a cameo in this? Not his Blade, just something like he should be a character in the new. And I'm not saying a permanent or not a permanent, but a prominent character. It could just be like. Hell, it could be, it could be Stan Lee level cameo in terms of like, there he is, and that's it,
1: you know? I would, uh, yes, I would like to see that. Um, I think there's a multitude of ways they could do it. It would be, because if they're going literary source, uh, Blade was actually like, he didn't have a whistler, but he had a whistler type, and he was an old blues singer, I think, or a blues player. So let him play that role. Yeah, but have see, him be, like, have I, him be the Whistler without I being thi- Whistler. I, I would be okay with that
0: except for one thing, and, and and maybe I'm wrong. But my only thought with that was that I would give him too much screen time, and I think that would take away from Mahershala.
1: I think 20 minutes. 20 minutes of a—, of a of, I'm not saying he's got to be in the whole movie. I'm just saying show a flashback where old-ass Blade oh, is Oh, like, okay.
0: You're talking about, like, a flashback? Okay, because, no, because, like, yeah. I thought you meant more like Whistler, because Chris Christopherson's in a pretty good chunk of the first one.
1: No, I'm talking about like show a flashback of young okay. Blade, like yes. that scene that I wanted to see where like 13 year old yes. Eric Brooks is like, what the fuck am I? And then this old because the other I can't remember his name, but the older he's like a, teaches him about like he has like a silver sword in his cane or he, a, he has a silver cane and that's what he uses to kill the vampires. And he's like this old blues dude who teaches him about a fight with knives. As well as appreciation for music. Okay. So show that, or you could do the flip side, have him play Deacon Frost. If that's, but see again, that's. But not, but not have Deacon Frost be the main villain. Okay. Have him have it just be a prologue where Deacon, where Wesley Snipes is Deacon Frost, and or, I mean, you could just have him be like a homeless guy that like is a vampire that phrase bond Eric and Eric fights back and almost, you know, he kills the older iteration yeah. of. Blade. Yeah. I, yeah, that, I mean, I agree. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think Kevin Feige will run it by Wesley and be like, look, you don't want to be disrespectful. You basically Marvel is the house that blade built. Really. Right. Right. Yeah. So we I, want to show our appreciation. And the only reason why you're not blade is because, too fucking old. Well, and yeah.
0: I mean, that's it, it's, and I think I would hope Wesley's uh, respectful enough to a, get that. He, you know what I mean? He's he's
1: okay with it. He he. They asked him what how, how his thoughts. Oh, did you Mahershala see something? T- yeah, okay. yeah. He said like it's all good. Like I'm okay with it.
0: Well, because some people who played a role previously get bent when someone else takes over the role. So I'm glad he's not doing that. That's good.
1: I mean, he he said the same thing about uh, Black Panther. He's like, look, I want to be Black Panther forever but Chadwick Boseman did a fucking amazing job. And he, did. and he did. And he's like, I he did what I wanted to do. Because when he was talking about doing Black Panther way back, it was eerily similar to what the Black Panther movie we got, which is this whole Wakandan city, you yeah. know, hidden. He said, I want to show the royalty and the beautifulness of Africa without showing a desolate desert wasteland. Right. I, and he said, I want to show the intelligence and the, all the gadgets and the sophistication and then he ran it by um, Singleton. John Singleton was going to do it. And John Singleton wanted to, like, turn it into a, basically a farce or something. And it was all about Black Panther's nephew who had to, like, go to Africa or something. Like, it was it was like... And then Wesley Snipes was like, mm, no, we're not doing that shit at all. So he basically passed on it because there was never a good director right. to do it. Well... But he's, you know, he... he he that's why he gave us Blade.
0: Well, hopefully, if Wesley Snipes are going to do an Africa-based movie, it would be a lot better than his role in Coming to America too. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Padaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. Listen to Podescue on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. We want to thank our logo designer and show friend, Mike, for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. Again, that's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. I'd rather be a pet than cattle. You got me, B? What do you think about that, man? Two things. One...
1: I've been on to you since they turned you into It's not a dud. Mm.